It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspard. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Terry Fulton of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy. Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the LDB 130 Bit Boom! Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked in to the virtual matrix. Please stand by. For all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host. The Force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as... Money on the mic, JJ Sexy. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. And I think that pretty much sums it all up. We are all stars in the dope show. A lot of people not happy over what happened on tonight's SmackDown. The IWC, a lot of them in an uproar. We'll get to more of that later on in the program. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. Got my bottle of wine sitting next to me, grapes by my side, 
and just a lot to talk about on the program tonight. Uh, I will be reviewing SmackDown here momentarily. We're also going to be bringing uh, Chris Kelly of Headlocks to Headlines.com on the program to talk news of the week. Uh, joining us at the top of the hour, I believe uh, former WWE ring announcer and actress singer Lauren Mayhew will stop by the show, and uh, we're going to world premiere her new single right here on this very program. So a lot of things to get to. Also tonight, uh, I'm looking for Sean to call in. We're going to talk a little bit of gaming news. Obviously, E3 is just around the corner, and I'm sure there are lots of interesting tidbits to bring up tonight on the program. I will be opening up the phone lines here in a little bit. Uh, of course, you just add to Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype line or call the number 501-588-7957. And, of course, I will be taking your emails tonight at unpluggedjj at yahoo.ca. So if you have something you want to talk about, you don't want to call in, you want to send an email, feel free to do so. I will get to those before the show ends tonight. On that note... Let's go ahead and get things underway again. A packed show tonight. Who knows how this show will go? Uh, I, I've received word that uh, Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com has been drinking since about 3 p.m., so this, this could, in fact, go down as one of the most historic episodes of Unplugged uh, right here on the SNS Radio Network. So that said, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the SmackDown review So we start things off on SmackDown tonight with a, with a video package highlighting the fact that, uh, that Christian has been in this business for about 17 years. And on Sunday at Extreme Rules, he reaches the pinnacle of his wrestling career when he won the World Heavyweight Championship in the ladder match against Alberto Del Rio at Extreme Rules. Uh, let's not forget that Christian is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, I said NWA because TNA actually had the NWA's title belt for a little while, so I don't consider Christian a TNA World Champion. I do, in fact, consider him a more prestigious champion, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, of course, when he went back to the WWE back in, what was it, a couple of years ago, they pretty much alluded to the fact that he had never been a world champion before. He was, he's also a former ECW world heavyweight champion, uh, even though that brand never received the world title consideration that you would think for the C-show on the brand. I thought he did a fantastic job in his, uh, his run as the ECW champion on the Sci-Fi channel on, the, on, the, uh, on ECW. He was, of course, uh, the next-to-last champion on the last ECW show, he was beaten on that broadcast by Ezekiel Jackson, who was officially recognized as the last ECW champion. But they do show this, this great montage of, of, of Christian. They have a lot to say about it. 
we start the show off with Christian coming out, the peeps in you know full effect. Everybody's cheering on Christian. Uh, a very emotional speech as he stands in the ring and talks about how important it was for him to win this belt and what it means to him. And uh, you know, a good moment for Christian. Uh, unfortunately, that moment would be tarnished uh, as Mark Henry came out to interfere in the speech saying that uh, he's glad Christian won. He was pulling for him at Extreme Rules, but he wants that championship. And uh, Christian comes back with a nice little one-liner. Uh, hey, Mark, you do realize this is, uh, this is gold, not chocolate, right? To which Mark Henry uh, starts to laugh a little bit. A little back and forth goes on. Um, we then get music from the great Kali as he uh, saunters down to the ring with Runjan Singh. Basically, it looked like they had to re-edit this promo because the promo that I saw tonight, uh, the crowd noise was completely just off the charts. One moment they were silent, the next minute they were pretty uh, pretty wild. So they obviously did some editing on uh, on Kali's speech, but he basically said he wanted to face Christian as a former world champion tonight in the ring. Runjan translated that fact. Uh, next up, of course, we have Christian saying that it's almost like the circus. You know, we've got, uh, you know, a guy that was just wearing a tutu on, on raw this past week. Uh, why should he get a title shot? Uh, at this point, Randy Orton's music hits. We have Randy Orton come down and basically say, you know what? I want my shot at the title as well. Uh, Christian is a little, a little overwhelmed at all three challengers standing in the ring. Tilo's music hit. Out comes Teddy Long, who says that tonight uh, he will make a World Heavyweight Championship match, but it will be up to the fans rather than him, as he basically uh, announces each competitor. Randy Orton gets the biggest pop, so Randy Orton is deemed the number one contender in the main event tonight. We see Randy Orton and Christian shake hands in the middle of the ring, setting up for their major world title match later in the night. Uh, Next up, our first match of the night happens. We have Sheamus the former United States champion, taking on Daniel Bryan, also a former United States champion. It's a pretty good match. There's one spot in particular that I really liked where uh, Sheamus goes for a maneuver and Bryan reverses it into the LaBelle lock. You think that he's about to tap out. He grabs the ropes, gets out of the ring, actually runs back toward the ring, hits a bro kick uh, to Daniel Bryan, who's right into the ropes, Gets back in the ring, follows it up with a second bro kick, and gets a pinfall win over Daniel Bryan. Very good matchup uh, between these two former United States champions. Next up, we have a backstage segment with Layla, who, uh, and this is much like the Extreme Rules segment on Sunday, where she walks into the locker room and all the divas are there, uh, just kind of stunned that she's there. Uh, and a little back and forth happens between her and the divas. Uh, next up, we have Cody Rhodes, who I, I got to say, I am digging this gimmick for him more and more each and every week. I, I love the fact that it's almost like a Beauty and the Beast type gimmick where he is the beauty and yet the beast at the same time. Uh, he's kind of got that beastly thing going, and I'm digging it. He talks about his match at Extreme Rules, how Rey Mysterio, that vile Rey Mysterio, spit in his eyes. His eyes still burn. But thankfully, Ray is not on the SmackDown brand anymore. He says, as hideous as he looks, he's repulsed by the fans in the audience. He tells his uh, bag handlers to start passing out the bags to people at ringside. Really good promo by Cody. 
I want to see where they go from here uh, now that really don't know who they're going to put in a feud with Cody at this point. Uh, when you look at the roster, I mean, unless you put in with a guy like Daniel Bryan or maybe some of the other lower mid-card guys, uh, or even Christian for that matter, because I still don't know what they're going to do with Christian, I don't really know where Cody Rhodes goes from here. But I do like the character development, and I'm eager to see what they're going to do with Cody uh, with this new gimmick. So far, I am, I'm really pumped, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, next up, we have a match between Ezekiel Jackson of the uh, the Core taking on the Big Show. Uh, we have the Core at ringside, obviously, with Big Zeke. This is a pretty pretty good match. Kane actually comes out to support uh, the Big Show. But Jackson actually gets the win with a huge clothesline on the Big Show. Now, during this match, I mean, we've all seen Ezekiel Jackson. We know he's a powerhouse. We've all seen him in the past uh, big, basically body slam the Big Show. But tonight he did something that I couldn't believe he did. He actually backdropped the Big Show. And a backdrop is not an easy move to take. It's not an easy move to give, especially to someone the size of the Big Show. So Big Zeke is just, he is scary powerful. And if he is reined in the right way and developed the right way, this guy could be a major force uh, in this entire company. I, I Dare I say he could be a world champion one day. But... Uh, the end of this match, Ezekiel gets a big clothesline, gets the one, two, three, uh, with little to no interference from the core. And uh, of course, next match we have is Layla taking on Alicia Fox. Uh, this match doesn't last very long. Karma comes down to the ring and completely destroys Alicia Fox, first with a clothesline, and Alicia Fox took it hard way. Uh, I've never seen. A bump like the one she took where rather than land flat on her back she literally put all of her weight which i mean alicia fox probably weighs what about a buck a buck five put all of her weight onto her shoulder on the right side and was noticeably heard i think that there was a story that made the rounds that after the tapings that alicia fox had injured her shoulder uh you go back and watch the replay of that move and you could tell yeah she was probably pretty hurt but she gets hit with the implant buster by karma and uh, Layla doing the smart thing getting the hell out of dodge and uh, running up to the back getting away from karma as quickly as possible uh, we have another backstage segment where Ezekiel Jackson is being confronted by the core uh, I don't remember what was said here but basically they are chastising Zeke for something Zeke basically uh, attacks all members of the core and is laid out uh, after a beatdown. Wade Barrett says at the end Thanks for working with the core. It's great to have your services or something to that effect. And so it looks like that big Ezekiel Jackson is now no longer a member of the core, which is only a good thing. I just don't know where they go with him. I mean, he could be a big baby face talent. He could be a, a fantastic heel. Uh, probably from this point on, he's going to be feuding with the core. So it'll probably be a, a, a face. Wouldn't surprise me to see Wade Barrett and Ezekiel Jackson for the intercontinental title. Uh, maybe by SummerSlam. So that might be the direction that they're heading uh, with these two individuals. Uh, next up, we have a match between Sin Cara and uh, Calgary's own Tyson Kidd. Uh, really good match. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm really not liking the lighting effects during these matches. You know, every time Sin Cara has a match, they dim the lights. I don't know if it's just that's the way he's used to wrestling in Mexico. The lights are dim. I don't know what it is, but... I'm not a big fan of the lighting effects during the matches, uh, but a really solid match between Sin Cara and Tyson Kidd. Uh, Tyson got a little bit of offense in, uh, but in the end, uh, 
Sin Cara wins with the modified C4 or whatever he's calling that move from the top turnbuckle. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, of course, sitting ringside during this match, talking with Booker T and Michael Cole about some of the match, some of the moves that Sin Cara is doing in the ring, saying that he stole a lot of those moves from the Guerrero family. After the match is over, we actually have Chavo uh, having a stare down with Sin Cara. They shake hands in the middle of the ring. And it's looking to me like possibly Chavo is going to be involved in a program here with Sin Cara. Now, this is good and bad on, on, on two separate, uh, and there's, there's reasons why this is good. There's reasons why this is bad. Chavo Guerrero is a guy that has been routinely buried by the WWE. So I don't take a lot of stock into Chavo being this, uh, this main player that's going to help Sin Cara out. But on the other side, uh, you know, he is a luchador, much like Sin Cara, and at one point in time was a valued member of the WCW uh, cruiserweight division. So it might be interesting on one hand to see where it goes, but on the other, if you're looking to build a Sin Cara into this major superstar, putting him in a feud with a guy who had a eight-second match at WrestleMania a few years ago and is not really considered uh, one of the most credible guys on the roster is not the best move at this point, but we'll see where they go with it. That's just my two cents. And next up, we have the main event match of the night. Randy Orton taking on uh, the world heavyweight champion, Christian. About a 20-minute match. Fantastic match. Uh, obviously, match of the night without a shadow of a doubt. Lots of near falls uh, for both Christian and Randy Orton. Uh, at one point, Randy Orton hits the angle slam, or the Orton slam, as they're now calling it. Uh, goes for the pin. Uh, you know, Christian hits uh, his inverted DDT. To Randy Orton goes for the pin. There's a kick out. Uh, Randy Orton goes for the RKO, and Christian reverses, pushes him away. And then in the finish, we have Christian going to the top rope, going what I think he was going to try to do was maybe a sunset flip. As he's in midair, Randy Orton hits with an RKO, and that's it for the one, two, three. As uh, Christian only had the title for two days, a five day run if you go by the SmackDown, you know, and the kayfabe way of thinking. But uh, just two days after winning the title Extreme Rules, Christian becomes a transitional champion. Um, overall thoughts on the show, very wrestling heavy. This is why I like professional wrestling. And tonight I thought the WWE did a fantastic job of actually filling uh, the night with matches. And there was, I mean, there were some backstage segments. There was one with Jinder Mayhall and the great Khali. Uh, I know people are still talking about who is Jinder Mayhall, what it was he what is he here to do? Is he going to be a wrestler? Is he going to be a manager? What's the what, you know what's the deal here? Uh, as I broke to you a couple weeks ago, his name is Tiger Raj Singh. He wrestled in the uh, Canadian the Calgary Canadian uh, you know scene for for many years. Uh, he is the nephew of the great Gamma, who was a Stampede wrestling star, and uh, he's been a champion for both PWA and Stampede wrestling in the past. I think that, obviously, they have something major brewing for Jinder Mayhall as it concerns the great Kali, who is really considered a joke in the WWE right now. Um, even so much with Tiger Raj, or excuse me, with, uh, with Runjan Singh basically saying that, uh, you know, Kali's his brother and what are you doing here? And Jinder uh, saying that, well, under your watch, he's been dressed up, at, you know, in, in a tutu on Raw and you know, that happened under your your watch. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Possibly a splitting up of Ranjan Singh and the Great Khali. Uh, who knows? I'm actually 
excited to see where this goes. Maybe they do something good with Kali and take him out of this comedic shit, or you know, maybe it's for the short term. But I am very interested to see where this goes, and I think SmackDown has done a tremendous job of keeping uh, who is Jinder Mayhall in the dark. Nobody knows who this guy is, and I'm loving the mystery behind that. But uh, if I had to give tonight's show a grade, I, you know what? I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B plus because again, I thought the wrestling action was was just second to none. Uh, even the Divas matches weren't that bad. The main event was off the charts. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, with that said, I want to go ahead and transition to the phone line. Joining me on the phone line right now, he is uh, the owner, the editor-in-chief of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, the very inebriated, possibly, Chris Kelly. Dude, what's up? You know, like I said earlier, I've been heavily drinking since 3 p.m. So if I sound at all quiet and or ill... There's a good reason for that. but It's time to man up, Crelly. Come on. You can do this. Okay. Well, but, well hold on. I t- but before we get to the news, I want to get your thoughts on SmackDown. You know, I've been thinking about Christian, and I called into the cause cast, pissing me and being very upset. And I still stand by that point. I still think having a two-day total reign is insulting. If they wanted him to drop the belt... They could have easily had this match, like have Mark Henry come out and, and destroy it, because that's that is what he'll do. They they if they don't get their way, they piss people off, and they could have had that, and then they could have held it off too over the limit. But I'm thinking there's two ways to go: either the turn Christian Hill, because in theory it was his peeps that that voted voted for who he fought, right? Or, or they uh, so the, so they turn him Hill by, by saying it's fans cost cost him belt. Or they have it where uh, Christian wins the belt back next week. And they this then set up, set up a match for over the limit. Two out of three falls. Because in theory, that is taking your opponent to the limit and over it. So do you think all in which Christian uh, um, two out of three falls could work at, uh, uh, work at over the limit? Uh, you know what? I, I think that could work. Uh, you know, granted, watching SmackDown tonight... The ending was very surreal where, you know, Christian gets up and he's beside himself. He's upset, obviously. You know, he was the world champion. He just lost the belt in a very impromptu match. Uh, you know, the look on his face, I thought he did a fantastic job of, you know, selling how he was feeling, which, you know, again, Probably not that much of a sell. I mean, if I'm a guy that's given a championship and I lose it like that, I'm not going to be very happy either. But at the same time, you know, Chris Jericho made the tweet this week that, you know, to everyone who's upset, maybe this is the start of a bigger angle. And I think that in a lot of ways, Jericho could be right here because when you think about the fact that Christian is a great fan favorite wrestler to get behind, I find his heel persona to be that much more entertaining. Anytime he was ever a heel, whether he was going against his brother Edge for the Intercontinental Championship or even his time in TNA uh, when he was the heel persona as Christian Cage, I really found that you know his stock rises in a situation like that. I've made the comment in the past that there's not a, uh, a lot of you know, main event heel talent on the SmackDown brand aside from Sheamus, you know, Mark Henry's kind of a stretch, even the great Khali is kind of a stretch. So... Given the fact that, you know, he accepts the match, 
and takes on, you know, Randy Orton loses the match and the fans were behind it. This, to me, sets up a, a, a tremendous opportunity to take Christian and turn him heel and have him turn on the peeps because it was the peeps' fault that he lost the belt in the first place. They're the ones that cheered on Randy Orton. And I think right. that might be the direction that they're heading. And if that's if that's the case, then we could see probably a pretty hot feud going into the summer. Now, does Christian get it back? Possibly. Maybe not. Uh, there's a lot of reports saying that McMahon is not high on Christian. And as much as I hate to say it, I, I love Christian to death. And I think he's a hard worker. And I think he earned his spot. And I think he earned a title run. But at the same time, he's not a main event draw. I've always seen Christian as that mid-card guy. And so from that standpoint, I understand why they did what he did. I mean, it could be a lot worse. Uh, you know, Christian is not the only guy this happened to. I mean, let's go okay. back to WrestleMania 9 when Yokozuna won the belt from Bret Hart and then, you know, just moments later lost it to Hulk Hogan. Uh, let's go back to Kane a few years back when he beat Steve Austin at, uh, what was it, uh, the King of the Ring 98. The next night on Raw, he loses the title in a match to Steve Austin. Let's go uh, just earlier this year or last year. Dolph Ziggler wins the title. Is it, the title is taken from Edge and, you know, given to Dolph Ziggler. He didn't even carry it a full night. He carried it for like 10 minutes. Mick right, Foley. Mick, Mick Foley is another one that could be considered a transitional champion. I mean, uh, remember SummerSlam, what was it, back in 99 when they had the triple threat match between, uh, what was it, uh, Steve Austin, Triple H, and Mick Foley as Mankind. And the same thing happened there. Steve Austin did not want to put Triple H over, so Mick Foley beat Steve Austin, became the champion, and the next night on Raw, Triple H uh, strong arms JR, breaks his arm, and gets a title match with Mankind, beating him to become uh, the WWE champion. So we've seen instances like this happen in the past. Sometimes it results in a heel turn. This is not the first time this has happened. Right, but this is the first time it's happened in, in, in an era where... In, where the internet fans have such a voice and such a following of one wrestler where if they think if they complain enough on the internet, their voice will get hurt. But it won't. And I hope to God that WWE do not go down the same vault that they did with Dolph Ziggler. Because ever since Dolph Ziggler lost that world belt, he has gone down such, like, so, like so many levels of interest in right now. I mean, they've got, they've got rid of his blonde hair. He is now just a jobber, in, like, look-wise. But I think Christian... Just his fan base, I do not think it was a man. I think, I, I hope that they keep him in the main event. If, if they just push him down to the mid card, I'll be pissed off. Because Christian, Christian Cage is a main event uh, draw, in my opinion. Yes, he's not on par with Orton or Cena. But the fans love him. And if you go to any other event and Christian comes out, fantastic pop. Well, okay, but, but your point. see, Christian is this, though. When you think in terms of the standpoint of the talent that Christian is. He is a guy that you consider a workhorse. He's one of those guys that, whether he's on the, the, the lower end of the card or in the main event, he's a guy that's going to consistently deliver in that type of match. Uh, you know, I give him 100%. I, I'm disappointed that they took the belt off him. I, I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I'm saying. I like Christian. But I don't right. see him as that main event talent. He is, and this I, I hate to, to make this comparison, but Christian is your typical indie wrestler that's the champion of the indies he doesn't have the look that the wwe wants he's not muscular enough he's a small guy he you know granted doesn't have the greatest look i mean 
I think that's the biggest knock on Christian. On the mic, he's great. In the ring, he's fantastic. But in the business, in professional wrestling or entertainment, as Vince is now calling it, you have to have a certain look. You have to have certain abilities. You have to bring something to the table. And unfortunately, right now, with Vince being in control, he just does not see that quality in a guy like Christian. I mean, if, if ECW was still around, I think it would be great to have Christian running around the world champion. But on the SmackDown brand, when you've got Randy Orton, who is the focal point of that brand, it makes sense to put the title on Orton. Whether it's popular or not, it's smart business. And I'm, I, I'm hoping, because like I say, Christian's a great wrestler. If they turn him heel, I mean, I've seen a few of his matches in TNA when he was heel. And in TNA, this is where he basically built himself up from a mid-color to a main eventer. If he goes heel and goes full out heel, that'd be great because Christian's a fantastic heel. And whilst and the thing is, I don't like Orton as a face. Orton should not be a face. Orton should be a heel or not care what he is because this whole Viper gimmick is he's meant to be for, he's meant to be like a snake. But with him now in like kind of pushing to the fans, that kind of takes away from the whole snake gimmick. Guys, so, this, uh, hold on a second. I got, I got some breaking news happening as I'm. Looking out my studio window, uh, I literally have angry protesters outside the studio uh, angry at me because of the comments I just made at Christian. Oh, shit. The IWC is coming to kill you, JJ. I, I, I am fearing for my life at this point. My children are, are at risk here. This could not be I good. Think you better go flee to Mexico. Me- Mexico might be safe for you. because <laughs> Whatever. I, I got a gate outside. Fuck them. I don't care. You're not but getting through my gate. To... Zombies are stupid anyway, right? So it doesn't matter. You say that. A kind of black ops, they can throw back grenades and rip down buildings. It's not reality, it's Curly. It's a video game. Come on. It's real down to me. But, you know, um, one bit of news I want to bring up. You, you bring up the great Kali. You bring up a running thing. You bring up that, that talent from uh, Stampede. And then they also had the uh, return, kind of, of Sean Devari. Now, do you think possibly they might form those into kind of a un-American group? I think so. I think that would be the way to go. I mean, especially, you know, capitalizing on, you know, everything that's happened in the last week with Osama bin Laden uh, being killed on Sunday night, which was a huge, huge bit of news making the rounds. Uh, so much so that it really overshadowed the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And, you know, uh, Al-Qaeda has since confirmed the fact that Osama's dead. So... Uh, you know, again, this could be something that the WWE could use. I mean, when you look at the SmackDown brand in general and the WWE in general, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, look at all the international talents that you have on the show. You've got Sheamus from Ireland. You've got Wade Barrett from England. Uh, you've got Ezekiel Jackson from South Africa. Uh, now you have Jinder Mahal and, of course, the great Kali from India. Uh, truly a global organization is the WWE. Right. And if you think back to when, like, um, Sean Durari and Muhammad Thornton were actually running around the they were top heels. They Absolutely. were just screwed when they, uh, due to the London bombings. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what, I think this, is, I'm glad you brought that up, but, you know, when you look in terms of uh, people being upset, I mean, this is probably one of the most controversial smackdowns since that 1 in 05 when, you know, that bombing happened in London. And they decided not to edit the show and aired it in its entirety. And then shortly after that, Muhammad Hassan came to his demise in the WWE, which I think 
had Muhammad Hassan been allowed to continue that character, he would be a major star in the business today. I think I think he could have been a world champion. He would have been awesome in the role of the anti-American taking on John Cena. And it was a storyline that got dropped because of, you know, real-time events. But now we've got, you know, Jinder Mahal, who obviously wears a, a turban to the ring uh, and is a very, uh, you know, Indian-type character. I think that he could be a good fit for the WWE, and if, if utilized right, could be a major player. Right, and I think, like you say, if I like... I think they should definitely be back with Hunter Hassan because you know they literally cut him off like three weeks after after the London bombing. They had Undertaker kill him. Yep. At the and from like from what I remember back then, he he was actually meant to meant to beat Taker and get a big push. So I think if they bring him back, it, you know what, it might be controversial, but controversy controversy uh, creates cash if you ask Mister Bischoff. Well, so, from, from what I understand, we've had Shad Gaspard on the program before. Yes. And, you know, he did a, a screenplay with uh, with Mark Capone, who we all know is Muhammad Hassan. And that screenplay was optioned by the WWE, but they wanted to take Mark Capone out of the picture. And Shad decided not to do that because Mark Capone was a friend of his. So I don't think the likelihood of a guy like Muhammad Hassan returning to the company after he was, uh, you know, kind of screwed over by Vince McMahon, I don't think that's a likelihood we're going to see. Now, Sean Devari, yeah, I could see him coming back uh, and doing something with the company and maybe working with Gender Mayhall, but we'll just have to see. Or, I mean, because it, I'm thinking because we had Sin Cara versus Tony Kid tonight and we had Chavo there, how cool would it be to kind of have a mini revival of the Cruiserweight division? Uh, you know what? Sean Devari I, could, could work that. Dude, I, I've said all along, I think the WWE needs a Cruiserweight division. You've got some of the most talented guys that you're not utilizing on your roster. I watched uh, Zack Ryder's latest episode of his the true, uh, you know, Long Island uh, story. You know, I, uh, whatever you call it. I, I watched that today where he actually grabs the brass ring. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, why this guy is not getting some sort of a push in this company is beyond me. I mean, I would love to see a cruiserweight division with him uh, as one of the top cruiserweights where, you know, he's got to run with the title. I mean, you've got talents like Yoshitatsu and Sin Cara, Tyson Kidd, uh, even Daniel Bryan, guys like Evan Bourne, so many talented superstars. And it doesn't have to be a specific division to one uh, brand or the other. I mean, it could be an inter, you know, interbrand thing where you have matches on Raw, you have matches on SmackDown. The title goes to both brands. I, I just, I think that, you know, if you're looking for some content that's going to be entertaining for wrestling fans that follow you, the cruiserweight division or the light heavyweight division, whatever you want to call it, is the right way to go. Right, and we, we've seen within TNA that the, the small guys can main event. And I would be more than happy, like, just about, like, Rey Mysterio versus Yoshitatsu. That would be a great, like, Sin Cara versus Mysterio when that happens. I mean, Del Rio could be a cruiserweight. Sean Durano could be a cruiserweight. Daniel Bryan could be a cruiserweight. Sammy Garden, that brand. And that would bring back, wouldn't it, the wrestling, because that is what people are claiming that, that now is missing. Wrestling is missing from WWE. And I think that could work. Well, bring, back, bring back the cruiserweight. Before tonight, I would say you're right, but SmackDown really delivered on their wrestling uh, content. I was very happy with uh, what they put on tonight. I mean, despite the fact the internet controversy, you know, the IWC is extremely butthurt over the Christian situation. 
And granted, and again, I, I understand where people are coming from. As a Christian I fan, I thought it was kind of wrong. But as you know, someone who's taken a step back and looked at how the business operates, uh, you know, the biggest culprit in all this is the fact that Edge was injured and they had to really last minute do some interesting booking plans. I think they originally had Del Rio winning that belt because Christian turned heel on Edge. I think that was the plan going in along. So from a creative standpoint, when they had to readjust the storyline, they had no intention, ladies and gentlemen, of putting that belt on Christian. Whether you want to believe that or not, that was not the goal. They did it in part to keep the belt on the SmackDown brand because they had to have this draft prior to the uh, prior to Extreme Rules, which I think they still should have held off until after. It would have worked a lot better. I still think Miz would have been a better fit to go to the SmackDown brand as the WWE champion. And Alberto Del Rio should have been the world champion going into Raw. I'm not booking the show. I'm not the one that makes those decisions. But at the same time, Randy Orton going to SmackDown was something that needed to happen because on the Raw brand, he's overshadowed by John Cena. Randy Orton, whether you like him or you don't, is second to none the guy behind John Cena. He's the one that people get you know, behind on the SmackDown brand now. He is the face of the SmackDown brand. Putting the title on him was a smart move. Now, do you think there's any chance that possibly it could turn it all on him? Just because of the backlash I don't. from the fans? I, I don't. Well, I mean, it's possible. I don't think that's the direction they're ever going to go. Um, I think they want to keep Orton as the, uh, the face. And I think they want to build up some, uh, some heel. You know, once they have credible faces on the brand, then maybe Orton could turn heel again. But for right now, I think he's the most marketable guy you got on the show. Because we've seen the internet, like, for example, Zach Ryder, the, the prime example, before he did his show, no one gave a shit about him. But now he's one of the, like, most ever talents for the internet. If the internet fans started taking signs and booing him at, and booing Orton at live events, the WWE could be out of that and turn him heel. And I don't think that would hurt Orton at all. Like I say, I, I prefer Orton much, much more as a heel. Well, but you, uh, you also have to look at it. I mean, Mac Daddy makes a great great point in the chat room. It's only the IWC who has the heat against Orton. I mean, did you hear the pop from the crowd tonight? Absolutely. The crowd, despite the fact that they liked Christian and popped heavily for him, popped huge. It was a mixed reaction. You had a lot of people cheering that Orton was the champion, and you had a lot of people with tears in their eyes you know, very vocal. I didn't hear a lot of boos when he stood up and held the championship. So it's a divided crowd. Somebody said, and I can't remember who this was, and I'm sorry. Somebody said earlier this week on one of the shows, I think it was Wrestling News Live, or no, it was the Causecast when we talked about this, um, that was there any possibility that the reason they made him drop the strap on Tuesday was because they were filming in Orlando, and that's the home of TNA? Absolutely not. Mean? That has absolutely dick all to do with the fact that they moved Randy Orton on the SmackDown brand to be the focal point. If he's the focal point of the show, he's got to have the championship. He is, to SmackDown, what John Cena has been to Raw all these years. You know, he is that main character on the TV show. As it stands right now, SmackDown is being built around Randy Orton. Like it or not, that's the way it is. Right, and uh, I, I say I have nothing against Orton as a talent, and you know what? I've not heard much about the title change. I mean, I've not heard much about why 
why it was changed. I mean, people on the internet saying, oh, Orton went to, Orton went to sci-fi, Orton went to, went to man. I've heard nothing. All I've read is that, as, as of the draft, the idea would have Orton be the main, uh, main character. And as of last week, it was planned that, that Del Rio would win the belt. So I have no idea the backstage reaction to this. But you'd have to think that some people would feel a lot of sympathy towards Christian. Because like I would say, he's been working, what, 15 in the business? And I, I just think they, that they should have gave him just until the, the end of the month to uh, over the limit. Because that's what the fans want, I, I believe. Well, I see where you're going with, but like I said, Orton is the guy on the brand. I mean, what do you do with Randy Orton? I mean, do you have him feuding with Mark Henry or somebody else for number one contendership? I mean, I hate to say it, but it was a logical choice. I know it's not the popular decision by the fans of the IWC. But it was the logical choice. Yeah, I think the fans would prefer to see Christian take the belt one more time and have Orton take the belt. I mean, fans, fans can get behind Christian. I mean, let me, let me just put it to you this way. And, you know, I'm looking at the chat room and people bringing up Sheamus. Let me ask you this. Would you guys have been more accepting of the fact, you know, and, and maybe I'm down with this scenario too, but would you have liked it better if, say, Sheamus was moved into a, a feud with Christian and then it over the limit, beat Christian for the title, and Sheamus was running as the champion, and then gets into a feud with Randy Orton, who then beat Sheamus. So then within a couple of months, you're looking at three different title changes for the World Heavy- four different title changes for the World Heavyweight Championship. But I think it would, because like, I, it would take off the heat from Orton, from, from, from the IWC, cause, because him winning it within two days of Christian winning the belt, that, I think that's what upset people the most. It's just a time span that Christian was going to belt for. If you had someone win it for Christian, then all won it, there'd be no heat. Especially if it's Seamus, because Seamus is a heel. Look at it from another perspective, okay? Like I said, I know everybody's upset that Christian is not the champion. But look at it from another perspective. As someone who spent the last 17 years in this business, you know, starting from the bottom of, of you know, of the heap, who made it to the top of the heap, at least he can say, I am a former world heavyweight champion. There are a lot of guys in this business who started out just like Christian and who didn't make it to that point, who were never the world heavyweight champion. So despite the fact that you see it as something insulting or wrong, there's a lot of people out there that would have loved that opportunity whether it was for 24 hours, for five minutes, for 10 minutes, to be the world heavyweight champion. Just ask Tommy Dreamer. He's been there. Right, and let's say Christian has now cracked the top of that profession. He now knows what it feels like to be world champion. And that, that, might, actually just, might, that might actually just motivate him a bit more. Because if, if, you've, if you've had a sniff of that, of holding that belt, holding that title, and you, and you liked it, you want it one more time. So... I think this could motivate, motivate Christian a bit more. But we'll see. Now, um, moving on. Did you hear the unfortunate news about Shane Helms? Uh, yeah, I, I caught something about that. Uh, apparently, he and his uh, his girlfriend, the uh, what is it, the Highway to Helms waitress, as she's known on the show. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they had a motorcycle accident. What, what's happening there? Uh, yeah, the, there was quite a few internet reports, and Matt Hardy confirmed it, and Matt Hardy tweeted... Last night, Shane and his girlfriend were in a very serious motorcycle accident. They are both seriously injured, but are both warriors. Um, 
And Peter Peter Tyler are reporting that Shane broke his leg, noted ankle, whilst it's been reported that his girlfriend broke her neck. Oh shit! Well, I mean that would make sense if she was uh, if she was you know holding on to him from behind and was kicked from the from the motorcycle. That that does make sense. But uh, here's the most troubling thing about that. I mean the fact that she broke her neck. That that's pretty damn serious. But uh, you know at this point in time. Shane Helms has got a long road to recovery if he broke his leg and his ankle. I mean, you look at guys in the past that have broken their ankle, and even girls for that matter. Michelle McCool pretty much retired because she had an ankle injury that she never healed from. My wife, Boom Boom, who used to wrestle uh, in Stampede Wrestling uh, as Mama Myers, suffered an ankle injury and never returned back to action because the ankle still gives her problems to to this day. Brian Pillman in 95 had an accident in his homer where he ruined his ankle in a ma- in a in a car wreck and never came back to prominence. I mean, I hate to sound like a you know a, a Debbie Downer here, but Shane Helms's career could be severely halted as a result of this accident. Right, and like these are the only known injuries. I mean, we have no idea apart from what we reported the actual injuries. Like like I say, he said to be in a serious condition and I know people might might not like Shane Helms, but you have, but you do have to respect him because he did break didn't he? His neck was broken, like like edges. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, my heart goes out to both Helms and his girlfriend. Uh, you know, whether you like Shane Helms or you don't, you uh, you need to be supportive of the fact that you know this is a guy that has spent a lot of years in professional wrestling, entertaining you guys. Whether he was the Hurricane or Sugar Shane Helms or. Uh, you know, any other gimmick that he's done, you know, it sucks to hear that he's hurt, and I do wish both he and his girlfriend a speedy recovery. And, like, I know I know he does have a bit of, like, um, like people on the IWC do hate him, but he's not a bad guy. I mean, I spoke to him twice. JJ and I have, have actually interviewed him once. So he's not actually a bad guy, and it's and if this, if this is the end of his wrestling career, it's a shame because that guy had ton to ton. Yeah, unfortunately, the one time we interviewed him, we had a really bad connection, and the uh, interview was just not salvageable at all. It was really bad audio quality. So uh, I was looking forward to talking with Shane Helms again, but you know, I, I, again, uh, my thoughts and prayers go to both he and his girlfriend right now. Yeah, man, that, that, that's just shocking, and unfortunately, we, today, man, we we just uh, await news and pray to God that they both pull through. Absolutely. It's just a. Uh, Shocking, but um, on other news, did you hear that um, the NFL is running a, is running a game against uh, WWE's uh, Survivor Series pay per view? Yeah, the hits just keep on coming. Uh, you know who's who's going to order pay per view when NFL football is on on Sunday? Hmm. And it's New York New York Jets versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I, I got a feeling that Survivor Series this year is either going to change its date or it's going to have a really low buy rate. I'm getting out some kind of big feud, also a big rivalry between those two, because I know nothing about American football. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> we've seen WWE in the past change their uh, date to pay-per-views because it's clashing with NFL. And aren't they still looking to change? Uh, aren't they supposed to change uh, Survivor Series? No, that was rumored last year that they were looking at uh, changing the name of Survivor Series, but... They actually decided uh, in the long term to go ahead and keep it, which I think is a fantastic idea because, you know, Vince McMahon feels like the concept is outdated. Well, my problem with Vince is that 
we don't really need bragging rights when you have Survivor Series. Um, utilize the same gimmick at Survivor Series and have multi-man matches. Uh, I would rather see that as opposed to having bragging rights and then Survivor Series where bragging rights is SmackDown versus Raw as opposed to, you know, what Survivor Series is. I just think that you could throw in a couple of classic Survivor Series-style matches uh, against the lower-card guys, maybe even a main event talent thrown in the mix, and you can have a SmackDown versus Raw-type scenario at the Survivor Series. I think that's just one pay-per-view that we need to get rid of uh, is bragging rights. But that's just, you know, my two cents on it. And if you have a draft the night after Survivor Series, then you can use my idea of using the, the Brian Wright's like, Survivor Series winning teams to block off three draft picks and make the draft more realistic. The only problem with that is that in order for that to happen, I mean, tra- on a traditional standpoint from the WWE, you have to look at the way they book their shows. Um, when you look at the, the beginning of the year is the night after WrestleMania. And the culmination of the year is WrestleMania. So around Survivor Series, that road to WrestleMania starts to heat up a little bit. You start to see where people are going, what's going to happen, what matches are being set up possibly for uh, WrestleMania. And I think if you're adding the draft after Survivor Series, it completely throws a monkey wrench into plan. So, I I mean, I see where you're going with that idea, but I, I just personally think that that deludes things too much. It totally shakes things up at the wrong time. Right, but like, I know it's amounted that that's outdated, but I still get, like, because I tend to buy the big four pay-per-views. I tend to buy the Rumble. I tend to buy Survivor Series, uh, Mania, and the other one. I don't know the other one I buy. But those four are the ones I tend to buy. It's it, it a, it a big pay-per-view. And if you get rid of it, it's fucking retarded, because we don't need bragging rights. That's my opinion. Now, what else do we have? Now, did you read a report that WWE will be looking to build the John Cena versus The Rock feud only using Twitter? Because they don't have The Rock actually contracted for the match. So he, he will appear when he appears. <laughs> so they will be looking to Twitter to build the feud up. Fantastic. I think it's awful. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, look, we all know that he's scheduled to make some movies. He's going to be Charlie Pride. Either he's going to have to put on some weight to play Charlie Pride or lose a little muscle mass. I don't really know what the, uh, what, what the plan is at this point, but if you're going to develop your feud using the social networks between now and WrestleMania, uh, I don't have the sounder, but I feel like it should be an epic fail. Dun, 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 dun. No. You mean, you mean trying to cut? flipping uh, promos in 140 characters. Yes. <laughs> Rock, bring it. First of all, he was bringing it via satellite. Now he's going to bring it via Twitter. Credit to TM Bronx on that line. I mean, I get the idea that they want to try and use the internet more, but I honestly still think they should have the Vox on to a contract. I mean, having him appearing at Mania on a handshake agreement... Probably isn't the smartest thing to do. Because at any point, he could walk out and go, yeah, there's no legal terms here. I, I would just be nice to you. Well, okay, like, here's the deal, too. I mean, and, and consider this how you will. Not only do you have to worry about the fact that Rock is filming movies, but John Cena has to go the next, what, 11 months 
as they're obviously trying to keep this belt on him, he'll probably lose it once or twice before uh, the match at at uh, WrestleMania next year. But you have to really consider the fact that injuries happen in this business. What happens if three weeks from now John Cena has a match with The Miz or uh, anybody else on the Raw brand and injures his ankle or tears a pec or tears a bicep off the bone or has a serious back injury and is going to be out of action for a year? Then what happens? Then your main event that you're promoting a year in advance is not going to happen. The same can be said with a guy like The Rock who's filming his own movies and sometimes does do his own stunts on these movies. What happens if The Rock gets injured and is not able to compete at WrestleMania? Then all this hype and all this promotion that you've put into building this goes right out the fucking window and that match doesn't happen. I think it's a huge mistake personally. I'm not a big fan of this move. Yeah, booking, like, I know we always say that we need, need long-term booking, but by booking a year in advance, and hoping and praying that A, no one gets injured, B, the rock keeper's word, C, the fans care about it for, for a year, it's quite risky. I mean, talk about putting all your eggs in one basket. Because if one egg breaks, you are royally fucked. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking in the chat room, and Bronx says, okay, JJ, damn, off the bone. Yes, that bicep injury does happen from time to time. When I say off the bone, I don't mean it falls off the arm. I mean it literally comes off the bone and there's a big lump in your bicep. It's happened to Hulk Hogan when he body slammed Andre the Giant. And it's happened to a few other people over the course of, uh, of history. It does happen. Now, I know, like, I'm going to think of for the Rock. We'll be making a few, a few appearances between now and Mania. And a few, I don't know, is that 10? I mean... Can you really build a WrestleMania match over 10 appearances? Well, and here's the other thing, too. How do you really build this thing up between Rock and John Cena when The Rock cost John Cena the championship at WrestleMania, and then the next night on Raw, they come out and they shake hands, and they're like, a year from now, we'll face off in the ring. Let's shake hands and be friends. Okay, I don't have any butthurt, Rock, that you screwed me out of the title. Okay, let's wrestle next year. Really? No, no. You know what will happen? I mean, I think bet- uh, between now and uh, then, Cena will drop the belt. And Cena will be in the Rumble. Cena will be number like uh, Next year, would it be 30 or 40 wrestlers? E- e- either way. Say that Cena's come to number 20, and, like 30 one out. Number 30 will be The Rock. Then The Rock will throw Cena out, out of the Rumble. He and doesn't need to, though. Good. But he doesn't need to because he's already got the, he's already got the match. So it doesn't matter. I mean, but he's, he's not going to be a part of the Rumble. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. But A, the Rock, needs to get, the Rock will have tons of ring rust. And B, it will make the fans care more. Because, I mean, would you, would, you prefer, would you prefer to see people talking for 12 months or would you prefer to see people slapping the shit out of each other? Um, I mean, well, I, I'd, I'd rather see, you know, entering confrontation. I'd rather see this and that happen than a war of words over the Twitter. And, I mean, would, would that not give... Like seen even more reason to want to stop the stop the rock because he cost him the belt twice. If he cost him out, out of the rumble, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I don't want to tell you. You know, where's he now? Um, now apparently, um, Ted DiBiase was not even at the Extreme Rules pay per view. I mean, I'm not sure this is a good sign for him because you, usually they bring every talent to a pay per view, and he, and if you're not there, even just backstage 
that's usually not a good sign. Do you think Teddy Bundy is, is kind of in, in risk of getting cut when they do these, these mass cuts? You know what I'm hoping happens with Ted DiBiase? I'm going to be real honest here. Um, there was a news story circulating earlier this week that uh, Brett DiBiase, the brother of uh, Ted, was let go. Yes. And apparently that's not the case. He's still with FCW. He's still in the company. Um, i got to be real honest. If you're looking to repackage Ted DiBiase, I really think the best move you can make right now is to bring his brother Brett onto the SmackDown roster with him and, and, and basically make them a tag team. I would even go so far as to say uh, you need to get Husky Harris and Michael McGillicuddy and go ahead and form the Fortunate Sons and give them a stable on the SmackDown brand. Uh, I, I think that would be the way to go, to try to get some of these guys over, to give Ted DiBiase a different role, maybe give him a leader persona uh, of the Fortunate Sons. I think that that would be the direction I would take it. It would be something different. It was something that they planned to do on Raw that never happened, and I think that might be the direction that they should take it. Right, and like they've said on, on quite a few accounts that Brett is more talented than uh, Ted. And we didn't we? we saw Brett temporarily, wouldn't it, late last year? When, oh, was it a few years ago when he ran in the ring and attacked Cena during a pay-per-view? And they kind of teased forming a tag team then. I'm looking in the chat room, and N8T says, those guys don't matter. Well, they're lower-card guys. They're mid-card guys. You bring them in. You put them in a, in, a, you know, in a tag team stable. They can have matches with the tag team champions. I mean, this is what's missing from this company is bona fide tag teams. I know they don't have a tag team division, but it's something that needs to happen. I mean, this would be a great way to help get guys over by putting them in tag teams. You know, Sean has a good idea. Put Goldust in that tag team and just have him be like, like the mouthpiece. Because Goldust has been missing for years. And he could be a quite good like vocal point for that tag team. You have him be the mouthpiece and just have the youngsters go around kicking the shit out of everyone. And no, Sean, Brett did not get released. We just covered that. There was a rumor yeah. that he got released, but he is, in fact, still with the company. Yeah, it, it was a by figure for we they got released, but he worked two, house, uh, sorry, two events this past weekend. So who knows about that? Now, so what else do we have? Stick uh, that in your pipe and smoke it. Smoking, smoking's illegal inside. Um, now, during the final meetup, you mentioned Layla and... According to the figure for weekly, they have planned since Mania to break up. Oh, so they were going to break up at Mania. But when um, Snooki agreed to wrestle, they kind of scrapped the idea. But then they kind of had a hot shot the angle after Mania because, of course, McCall's retiring. And I, I think Layla got the best possible rub from McCall. I mean, we've not seen McCall wrestle often. And Layla had to be no work course. Sorry, did, Layla, did you just say Layla got rubbed by McCool? Was there some HLA that I wasn't aware of? Rub, no, I said that Layla got the, the right rub from McCool. Oh, okay. Wanted to make sure that you weren't slurring your words together. I probably am, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm thinking that Layla will be like a big a big star on the on down brand. Because if you look at that brand, there's not really any divas that are really a credible threat to the divas belt unless Kama goes there if Kama puts if like I don't think Kama needs 
a brand. Can't we just, can just go kill everyone? I don't think the Divas need a brand. I mean, honestly, the title goes to both brands. So it, it is what it is. I, I really think if you had a cruiserweight division, you wouldn't need a brand for those guys either. Everybody's exclusive to those shows. Well, it looks like they, like, and this is something that you've been saying for a long time. Just get rid of the brand split. It's doing nothing. I mean, people are putting on, on other shows. Like, Kane appeared on Raw on Monday. I mean, just get rid of the, like, the, the, the uh, draft. Sorry, the brand split. I mean, there were plans for this SmackDown taping to be a dual show. So not a SmackDown show singly. So I'm just, I'm just hoping that they get rid of the brand split because it's fucking pointless, to, to, to be honest. Right. I mean... I don't know. Man. Um, I was planning on having uh, Lauren Mayhew join the program tonight. I thought she was stopping by to uh, promote her uh, her newest single and some other stuff, but obviously we've missed her tonight. So um, I am still going to right now world premiere her newest song, and we're going to go right into commercial break. We'll come back, and if Crelly has more news to cover, we'll do that, and then I'll open the phone lines up, get your thoughts on the Christian title debacle. What do you think of SmackDown? Anything you want to talk about wrestling-related, we're going to talk about after the break. And right now, you're hearing the world premiere of Lauren Mayhew's new song, Inside Out. And uh, we'll be right back, guys, right after this. I wanna take a break But you won't get your answers there 
guys, what's up? This is Lauren Mayhew, and you are listening to JJ Sexay on SNS Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Is there gravity in this game? Because I am flying around you. Oh my god, you are crappy with a capital K. You realize you can hit me more than once, right? Oh, oh come on. Oh, you're gonna feel this in the morning. No, come on. I really hope you don't want kids. Fatality lives. Mortal Kombat. Rated M for mature. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Two 
months ago, he returned to recapture the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. You have to be called the face of TNA wrestling. It's spitting in my face. Honestly, yeah, definitely that's what it takes. Sting, obviously, you still got it. Very few that I respect more, and I'm happy to see Sting back. Sting knows that he doesn't want to face me. Which TNA star is willing to sacrifice everything to end the icon Sting's reign once and for all? TNA presents Sacrifice, live Sunday, May 15th, only on pay-per-view. All right, guys, we're back right here on Unplugged, the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am JJ, all caps, sexy. And joining me on the phone line, he is uh, Headlocks to Headlines, Chris Kelly. We know him as Crelly. Are you still live, brother? Did I hear Get Crunk then? Uh, no, I don't think you heard Get Crunk. Okay. Maybe maybe it's just the internal voice you telling me, telling me a bit too late. Possible. But, um, you know, I've been drinking now for about 12 hours. I, I'm amazed that I'm still coherent. I but, am too. Um, are, are, you, are you trying to break the Trey Dogs record? I mean, what, what, what's going on here, man? I, I've, never, I've never done a show with a drunk Brit before. Well, the parents have gone on a holiday. Oh, that explains thought, it all. And I thought, you know what? I got money in the bank. And what well, better way to kill time whilst the PSN's still down for like 12 million a day than get wasted. So I, I got up Tesco's, and the woman must think that I'm a raging alcoholic. Because I, I, I got there twice to buy like eight bottles of booze. Twice, so that's sixteen bottles, and it's the same woman that served me twice. So she she now must think that that I just got all alcohol and all that good stuff. So someone in my town thinks that I'm a raging alcoholic. You know what 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 scares me more than anything is I think that Crelly is trying to uh, do his best impersonation of uh, of Dudley Moore's Arthur. Hello, I'm fucking drunk. Are you a hooker? Oh. Okay, that sounds like a plan, Batman. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have a few more new to bits, and then you can go into the gaming, movie, other segment that I can sleep during. Um, now, there was reports about TNA changing their name to Impact Wrestling. Sorry, shit, spoiler. Um, and it was confirmed at the taping last week that they would be as of the fire of the 12th referring to him to TNA impact as impact wrestling. So the, the show is called impact wrestling, but the company is still called TNA, but TNA will not be mentioned on the air. So in theory, they are now called impact wrestling. And like, they've gone out and like, like they, they trademarked the name. They've also bought the website impactwrestling.com, which used to be a former dirt sheet. So, well, hopefully they got a decent payday out of that. It's TNA. They probably got enough money to go by a subway. And what the hell is Dude, a melt? I'm going to tell you right now. If somebody wanted to start a wrestling promotion called Sunday Night Showdown, and they had to approach me about buying the domain, uh, the domain name for SundayNightShowdown.com, it's going to be worth a lot of money to me. It's going to be a precious well, penny. Like, I'm going to make a payday. I guarantee that's like it. What I, that's what happened when WWE bought the initials NXT. Because that was in use in Wales, something like that, or Scotland. And they got bought out with tons of money. But we know TNA are not in the best financial state. So they probably just gave them a ticket to the Impact Tapings. Sorry, we can't find anything else. Just have a ticket. 
Who knows? What else do we have? Now, speaking of of TNA and... Sorry. From now on, should we just refer to it as Impact Wrestling or TNA? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, way, I, I guess I guess of, as of next week, it'll be Impact. Okay, then, well, apparently, and here's another spoiler, so mute your player if you don't want to hear it. But, yeah, as we know, China debuted as Kangol's mistress, and apparently she's not under contract. Once again, she's working on a handshake deal. I'm not sure about you, but wrestling seems to be based on a handshake deal nowadays. Well, okay, here's the, here's the difference between The Rock and China. Uh, if The Rock gives me a handshake deal and says, hey, I'll wrestle WrestleMania, we don't have to do a uh, contract, I'm going to take his word over someone who overdosed on Benadryl and has been on The Surreal Life a couple of times, stoned and drunk out of her mind. Look, I love China. As I mentioned to you guys on the Causecast this week, the first professional wrestling interview I ever conducted was in 2003, and it was with Joni Lauer. And as I said, you never forget your first. I got the job on Voice of Wrestling because of that interview with Joni Lauer. I always have respected her as a person, but I don't know what China brings to the WW or excuse me to TNA or excuse me Impact Wrestling. So maybe in 2011. Did. I just I I don't get it. I again, the last time she had a match was what 2002, 2003 in TNA. I mean, she's not done anything in the professional wrestling uh, circuit in a long time. And I, I, I frown upon the fact that this company likes to hire substance abuse uh, users and thinks that that's going to get them over. I mean, we're going to reenact a feud that happened in 1999 between China and Jeff Jarrett. And they're actually calling her China. And I was under the impression, and maybe I'm mistaken, but when she left the WWE... She lost the rights to the name China because she was wrestling under the gimmick the China Doll. So I'm not I, sure, I, but I think she might have bought the name China. Well, if she did, more power to her. But I just find it completely complacent that we're looking at restarting an angle that happened in '99 in TNA wrestling once again, living off the past as opposed to anything else. But uh, I think we have to wait and see how she appears because. If she's back in good shape, she could actually be a kick-ass knockout. Like she could put bitches like Mad- like Mazarena and Mickey James in wheelchairs. Because China was a beast back back in the day. So she, she was when she yeah. was. Look, look, I'll, I'll agree at one point. She was a beast back when she was more uh, masculine. When she went feminine and then started wrestling the divas, that completely killed her. Right. Um, I, I just I don't know that she has what it takes to compete in TNA with those knockouts. I mean, again, I think the knockout division, you still have some of the best talent in that company are your knockouts. I don't think China belongs there. I'm sorry. I, I hate to say that about Joni, but I just don't think this is a good idea. I'm going on record. You, you can quote me. I don't think this is a good idea. Well, it's said to be a very short-term deal, and depending on how the crowd reacts to it and how good the match is at the pay-per-view, she'll be sticking around. And I'm like, like I wouldn't mind seeing China versus Mickey James because Mickey James can wrestle, China could wrestle. So if China gets into some ring work, that could be a decent match to watch. But I know what one last news story. Now, did you wonder why? WWE kind of um, didn't name Awesome Kong for a few weeks when they showed her promos. 
That's because they actually had to buy the name from some fitness guru. Now, if they didn't, if they weren't able to buy that name, do you think they would have actually just called it Awesome Kong, or do you think they would have come up with something completely random? Um, I think that they probably would have had a name uh, set up for her, whether it was Karma or not. Yeah, because they 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 bought that. They they had to buy that. I mean, I I I like, I like the name um, Amazing Kong that she used in uh, ROH for a bit at the pay per view. That's a cool name, but. But I do like the name Karma because it's the word harm and karma. Well, at the same time, though, the WWE actually had, I think it was back in, let me think back for a second. I think it was back in either 95, I know they were at the 96 Royal Rumble, but there were two big fat guys that were a tag team called the Awesome Kongs. Really? Yes. Go back and watch the 96 Royal Rumble, and there's these two fucking 500-pound guys that were called the Awesome Kongs. I did not know that. And no. now you do. That's just another useless piece of trivia from the carnal brain of J.J. Sexay. Now, that's actually all the news articles I got, but I was just looking at um, Mick Foley, because Mick Foley had, of course, been doing uh, this campaign on Twitter. Um, it's, it's called Temper Rain, where he asked people to, to donate like $10 towards this uh, um, charity. And it's called Rain. It's for it's for rape, abuse, incest, um, international network. So basically, helping people. And his target to raise was thirty thousand pounds. So far, he he's raised a hundred thousand. I mean, that's awesome. That guy is, yeah. I mean, he 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 has surpassed his target. And the fact, like the rocks helped, no, yeah, the rocks helped him. Richard Mann helped him. Teenage helped him. You know what? Mick's a great guy. I mean, doing do, 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 do all, all, all the stuff for charity. You know what? He's still got a week to go, and he's passed his target by a thousand pounds. That's great fantastic. Guy. Uh, That's a great I, guy. I'm, I'm being updated in the chat room by Schnooky Pook. Uh, the Awesome Kongs actually were in the AWA. That is correct. I believe you are correct on that. Well, you know what? Uh, That's my last story. And I, and I, or maybe I'm, they I'm were called. Oh, you know what? I think they were called the Colossal Kongs. Maybe I'm wrong on the name. I. But yeah, I thought I would leave it everyone on, on a happy story with Mick Foley doing tons of work for charity and being a general good guy. I mean, he's saying if you go to his website, he's selling like quite a few merchandise, and that actually get him a pretty penny towards charity. So all, all the more power to Mick Foley, great guy, and that guy one day should be in the Hall of Fame. For, you know, for you know what? I I can completely. Speak on Mick Foley. I have worked shows with Mick. I have interviewed Mick several times. Uh, he used to be someone that would show up on Wrestle Talk Radio back in the day when I was hosting that show. Uh, we had him on several different shows. When Chris Candido passed away, he came on and talked about his time with Candido in Smoky Mountain. Uh, you know, Mick is a really, really stand-up guy, and I am looking, hopefully, in the near future when he is done with TNA Wrestling because it's. You know, very hard to book talent through TNA these days. Uh, I'm looking at bringing Mick on one of the shows here on the network and talking with him again and, uh, you know, catching up. Because Mick is, like I said, uh, just a, a stand-up guy, uh, got a great mind for the business, and uh, one of my favorite guys in the world to talk to. Well, you say that you hope that, that his, his contract up. Well, apparently he's, well, it's shit. Once again, another spoiler. He is a, he is a network for TNA. So would, would that not kind of suggest that you might have had a new contract? Uh, it 
suggests he's on the show right now doing something, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be there long term. Yeah, I mean, because he was because he, he was the one that announced that TNA was now Impact Wrestling because they're actually tying into a storyline saying that Hulk Hogan owns TNA, but Hulk Hogan does not own Impact Wrestling. Yeah, so that's it, how it, they're, they're doing it. <laughs> it. It's funny that uh, you know we bring up Mick Foley. Uh, I actually have a copy of Have a Nice Day autographed by Foley uh, from the first time I met him. I actually did the interview with him the week before I worked a show with him. And uh, I remember going up to him and introducing myself uh, as, as Jeff Jackson. And the first thing he said to me was, oh, yeah, you're the gigolo. So Mick was the first person, like as far as professional wrestlers, uh, that I ever talked to after an interview that uh, openly referred to me in my gimmick name, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. But uh, Mick's a great guy. Love Mick. Yeah, and like I say, he's doing fantastic for charity. Unfortunately, TNA just aren't deciding to use him right now in a great role. I mean, sure, he's returning to TV, but that guy, because he's still such a big name, he should be on TV every week and not just sat on the side waiting out his contract. Just shocking. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously they've got something in the works uh, with him for now. I, you know, I know he was stated in an interview earlier this year saying that uh, when the contract was up, he was probably going to leave TNA. Yeah, on that note, I will depart uh, because those are my news stories. But I'll still be around, and I've still got my my bottle or my bottle of cider here, so who knows when I might appear. We, we should play a drinking game. I'm not really sure what we should do yet, but we should do a drinking game for Crelly. Every time we say a certain word on the show, Crelly should, uh, should do a shot, I think. Are you trying to kill me? Is, is is that your plan? I mean, I know, I know Trey just likes me to, to to a fact where he likes me, but trying to get me by Kimmy by using alcohol poisoning probably is not the best idea, JJ. In in fact, guys, uh, starting right now, from this moment on, uh, starting right now, every time we say the word impact, but every time the word impact is said, Crelly has to take a drink. But I can't be. But you, you can't just spam the word impact. You can't just go. No, no, no. Let, let's, let's be constructive. You have to use it in a sentence. You have to have some useful way of bringing up the word impact. But as of right now, every time the word impact is said, starting now on this show, Crelly takes a drink. That's how we're going to make things exciting and an impact uh, on this show. Wait a minute. Fuck you. That's my first shot. <laughs> anyway. I will return to the muted silence of Skype and made an impact review. There's another one. So anyway, let's go to the phone lines. I think joining me on the line right now, uh, he is the host of the gaming segment. We're not going to the gaming segment just yet, but I do believe the sensational sequel, Sean, is on the line. What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Man, what an impact Christian and, and Randy Orton did tonight, Crowley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a great match, actually. I really enjoyed it. And, um, my one thing was, we were talking about earlier about the Fortunate Sons and all that, and I said in the chat room that I feel that, um, Goldust should come out at some point if they decide to do the Fortunate Sons and help out Cody Rhodes. And he should then come out and say, you know what, Dusty Rhodes is my father. He was a great man. I come from a family 
that has a great name. Why am I playing this character when I could be Dustin Rhodes and carry on the legacy that is known as Dustin Rhodes? And then have him come out the next week with a hood on like Cody does and then come out and help Cody Rhodes out and DiBiase Jr. comes out and says, you know what? You are royalty in the, in the wrestling business. Why don't you come and join us? Join me and Brett. Join uh, the other two that y'all are saying. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just I want Dustin to do something that's not gold dust related. I want him to come out and do something that that can have meaning, that could define his career, that doesn't look like he's been doing LSD for the past 12 years. I mean, I just want Dustin, because Dustin's a great guy. I've had the chance to meet him, talk to him for a while. And, I mean, he's, he's an awesome guy. And I just want to see him do something that will really define his career. I know he will never hold the world title. I know he won't ever make that kind of an impact, Crowley. Um, I just really want something. I really want Dustin to do something. And I, you know what? I, I kind of hope that Roddy Piper shows up. And cuts a great promo and says, I have come here to chew bubblegum and make an impact. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubblegum. So we're going to make an impact. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really well, do I want say to... I hate you both right now. <laughs> I really do want to see Dustin come on and make an impact. Hold on, I didn't mean to say that. I want to see Dustin come out and do something that really is going to make people hate him. I mean, he's never really done the heel thing other than TNA. But, I mean, that was not even that good of a gimmick. I mean, it was basically a gold dust rehash. And I really want to see Dustin come out and be Dustin. I want him to come out and be who he was. Back in WCW, I want to see him come out and just completely, really go at it with some guys. And he could be the leader of the Fortunate Sons. I mean, or he, or uh, Ted could be the leader. But I'd really like to see them do something with Dustin that doesn't include Goldust. Well, you know, here's the thing with, with Dustin. I mean, I see where you're going with that. And I've, I've always liked the Goldust character a lot more than I did the Dustin Rhodes, the natural character in WCW, but... Um, at this stage in the game, I think Dustin could be utilized more as a backstage agent, as maybe a guy that's helping the younger talent out. I don't really think he needs to be involved uh, in a group like that, but, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. But I, I think he yeah. would be better utilized as an agent. But uh, um, that's just that's my two cents. I'll tell you what, we're going to open up the phone lines, and I want to hear from you guys on your thoughts from tonight's show, uh, what you thought about SmackDown, what you think about a lot of the topics we've talked about here on the program. Of course, uh, just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype line or give us a call at 501-588-7957. Or if you are in the chat room now and you want to make a completely toll-free call, uh, over to the right there is a Call Me widget that is absolutely free. It's uh, through Google Voice. You basically put in your phone number and your name, follow the directions, and uh, Google calls you and connects you directly to my Skype line, and it's absolutely free but those are the ways to reach the show if you want to comment without having your voice heard over the phone line then do so by sending me an email at unpluggedjj at yahoo.ca 
If there's any question as to what the email address is, just look above the chat room. All the noticeable email addresses are there. That's unpluggedjj at yahoo.ca. So make sure you make an impact on Unplugged tonight. Dun, dun, dun. I, I can't wait for Trey wow. to call in and, and just kill you with this. <laughs> He's going to kill him. I mean, some of these in the chat room are really good. I mean, Ashley just dropped the phone lines are now open for your impactful comments. That was impactful, not impact. I mean, there's some really good ones that are in the chat room. They're just going crazy with this whole this whole thing. Yeah, speaking and of cool. speak, speaking of that, guys, I, I I hate to say this, but um, most of you know I probably went to the dentist last week and had some dental work done. Uh, they finished my root canal, filled in the roots, and put another temporary filling over top. So I have to go back on Monday and have the temporary filling uh, filled with an actual you know, permanent filling so that I don't have a impacted tooth. Fuck you, JJ. <laughs> How's that one for you, Krells? <laughs> um, what TNA going to just calling their stuff Impact? Sorry, Crowley. Are they going to call their title the Impact Championship Wrestling? Or... The IWC. Wrestling Championship for their title? Yes, the, the, I, the IWC. I love that. I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, if they're changing their stuff, just just go ahead and change everything. You ha- We now have the Impact X Division coming out. The what? The Impact Knockouts. What? I'm the in. Impact Championship title. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I cannot condone Crelly drinking on that because you keep saying the same word over and over again. Uh. And you know what? I wasn't thinking about that. Sorry, Crowley. So those don't count. Yeah, I wasn't. Too late. Th- <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just, it was going through my brain at the same time I was saying it, so. Ashley says the IWC will literally be pissed at the IWC. <laughs> and that is a quote, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. I don't know. I, I, I get a kick out of that. I mean, they just basically made a new TNA championship. So now they're going to have to go back and redo the championship and take TNA out of it. So, I don't know. It's just, oh, I don't know where they go from here. It's laughable. You know, I thought that, um, I haven't really watched Impact, sorry, Impact that much off that much recently. And I was looking at the spoilers, and I, and I saw a website commented that Alosha, um, was going to be coming out as the mistress. Uh, you mean, mean you mean Aloisa? <clears throat> Aloisa. Is that what the name is? I'm sorry. Yeah, not Alosha. Alosha. She's, a, she's I, actually I, Isis the I'm Amazon. That that's what I was looking for. Isis. And I mean I I saw that she was going to be there and that she was backstage. I mean, did we hear anything else about her being there? Um she I do believe did debut as a new knockout. I might have to actually watch that match then because I'm kinda curious to see how she wrestles. Yes, uh, yes, very much Green like the grass. On the Skype line, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hollywood. I always hope you feel no good. After a bit of delay, I'm back. Damn, you sound like you're drunk, brother. Huh? You sound like you're slurring. You sound like you're drunk. No, I was trying to do it. I just had you That's all good. Ah, so it's good just to see you, man. It's, it's been a while. You, you've been you've been gone, man. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I had to get rid of my internet because I moved, but... We kind of got to be more stable when I got the internet back just yet, just today. 
Well, there you go. Well, it's good to see you, man. What, what's on your mind tonight? And, oh, how much of these few quick things. Like, I uh, now have a new job. Awesome. Just got hired the other day. Hold on, hold on. Hollywood, when you signed with an internet company, you didn't sign with Impact Internet Company, did you? That's bad, Sean. That was really no, bad. No, no, no. This is, a, this is an insurance company. That was that was. Really so then I like to say, right? Had a great interview. Just got hired. Yeah, I, things I, I did mention, uh, I took that email, I think, about a week or so ago on uh, Coscast. I don't know if you guys got that or not. Um, I, I didn't get it on the Coscast email, so you might have sent it to one of the other emails. I sent it to the, uh, I think it was just your regular email. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll double check. I didn't see it, but I'm sure you sent one. That's all right. Uh, just, well, also, most of I was just talking about, like, CM Punk's, uh, supposed departure and stuff. I haven't really been keeping very much with wrestling because I've been just busy. I've been working about two jobs, you know, one volunteer, one, you know, just regular paid job, and then have this new job, and I got to be quitting those other two jobs, so... Got me a girlfriend of my life now. I've just been a busy, busy man. I hear you. I hear you. So, what else is on your mind, my friend? No, I, I the Christian thing is bittersweet. I'm not going to sit there and say this is a bad thing for Christian, for Christian, because it's a good thing because now they can do a whole lot with that character that they couldn't do before. You didn't have to. You didn't have to be a character riding Christian, riding Edge's coattails. He can start making his own character out again. Start you know, restarting himself. That's a good point. The question is, will they do it? I mean, do you think there's a heel turn involved for Christian at this point? I think that's the best way to go. I mean, it's having him be the heel turn. Randy Orton. They want to keep Orton face, fine. Let Christian be heel. Uh, you know what? I, I think it's got the makings for a decent feud over the summer. We'll just have to see if they go with it. I can see them actually bringing a third person in and having all th- uh, have Christian and third person actually do the chasing Possibly Sheamus as the hill for the entire feud, and they all three just feud over the summer. That's that. You know what? That's I, that's a good I, point. I mean, you mentioned some about, about something you guys want to you guys talk about Ted DiBiase a little bit. You know, I mean, if you want to add to that whole thing, not only just bring Husky Harris and uh, you know, you know, anything, but bring in you know the DiBiase, bring in Cody Rhodes, and just have a whole big stable. I mean. Well, I mean, at, at this point, you, at, at this point, you'd have to do something. I mean, the Nexus is dead. They they completely took a viable group from last year that was running roughshod over both rosters. Uh, you know, taking out guys like John Cena. Uh, you know, and completely killed them off by adding guys from NXT season two, and by splitting them up and sending Wade Barrett over to SmackDown with his own little group called the Core. I mean, they have completely destroyed the Nexus. So I didn't think Husky Harris and Michael McGillicuddy belonged in that stable to begin with. The only original member of Nexus that's still there is David Otunga, and that's a telling thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dead stable to me, and I think that having the fortunate sons, you've got all these third-generation guys. You know, you've got Ted Jr. and Brett, both third-generation wrestlers. You've got McGillicuddy and Husky Harris, both third-generation wrestlers. Hell, run with it. I think McGillicuddy... And Husky Harris would be a viable tag team. I think the DiBiase's could be viable in, in a tag team situation. I just think it would add a better dynamic to what they have. And if you really want a stable to kind of come from nothing to something, that would be the best way to start it off. Definitely, definitely. Well, Hollywood, anything else? We're starting to get busy on the phone lines here. I got to get out of here. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right, sure.
Take care. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, yo, guys, it's L Train. L Train, what's on your mind, bro? Yeah, I'm just uh, calling in talking about uh, uh, SmackDown tonight. So, what's up to you, JJ, uh, Crowley, and Sean? A uh, few other things that uh, I was enjoying tonight. Uh, number one, uh, the fact that Sin Cara is on SmackDown now, the one thing that I am noticing consistently, you know, not just the great matches, he is hitting his uh, entrance without any sort of errors recently. He is uh, not having that, you know, coming close to nearly landing on his head over the top rope. He's actually clearing the motherfucker. Well, keep in mind, though, it's a taped show, so if he is, we're not, we're not hearing about it until, you know, post-production when they fix everything up and make it look great. And also, they give him more time to look at the, to look at the trampoline. If you look... If if you look at his debut, and then also if you look at like tonight, he now spends about a minute pointing at it on the ramp, and then runs, then runs, so he needs to wait the whole time, compared to on Raw where he was running and then they threw it out and he would often miss it. So he's he's given more time to to uh, get air and know where everything is. I mean, to be honest, he's, if that's the way they were doing it on on Raw, he's lucky he did break his neck because that's just dangerous. That's just not well thought out. He should give himself enough time for the pyro to go off. I don't know if. I haven't seen SmackDown in a while. I haven't had a chance, except for tonight's main event match. But he should stay up there, point, the power goes off, and then he runs. That should be what he should do. But I'll train. Oh, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy. I, didn't, I, I admit I had thought before, uh, you know, if there were any sort of botches, if they had to reshoot it and stuff, but since I haven't really heard anything, I think maybe he's finally, you know, getting it down to where that's not going to be a problem. And, you know, especially with the match tonight, I enjoyed what he and uh, Tyson Kidd did. I'm hoping with all the uh, people they've now got on SmackDown, like you said earlier, they got Yoshitatsu, they got uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, it seems like they're trying to start something with, with uh, Chavo and Sankara. I'm hoping it might be a little bit of a resurgence as far as, you know, maybe, you know, I, w- I, mean, I would like to see the Cruiserweight title come back. I honestly doubt maybe that's something they're planning. I would think it'd be something nice, but, you know, all depends what's going on. Well, now, I wanted to ask uh, you, uh, as, as far as Sin Cara and as far as even a cruiserweight division, the match he had with Tyson Kidd tonight I thought was fantastic. I thought Tyson worked really well. I mean, he's, he's a good worker anyway. Uh, but I thought Sin Cara had a really good match with Tyson Kidd. Uh, I guess the question in my mind is, what did you think of that uh, high-impact finish by Sin Cara? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I mean... Words words can't describe it. I mean, you you could just see there was a lot of impact when they went off the top and laid it right in the ring. So you know, I'm just hey, I, I'm just glad we were hurt. You know, like you can see, there's a lot of impact when you're landing. But you know, thankfully nobody got hurt. <laughs> I think I think, think Crowley has passed out in the sitting room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just stay for the record. I hate you right now. <laughs> I was going to say cigars will make an impact right now. It's too easy, guys. Come on. Come on. Add some spice to it. Be creative. Uh, all right. Well, moving off of that, I mean, you were talking about uh, Karma earlier, you know, uh, coming out after the match with uh, Layla and Alicia. You know, even though that match was uh, kind of short, you know, I'm, uh, I I said this uh, before in the chat, you know, I think Alicia might still need a little bit of uh, work. She is really selling well when it comes to, like, you know, taking shots and stuff in her matches or after what we saw tonight. I mean, you saw the the uh, implant buster uh, that Kong gave her, but then right before, with that clothesline that uh, Karma gave her, she freaking, it was like a, it was like a, like a 
spear taking a swing at a tree branch and just severing it from the tree. I mean, you could see there was a lot of impact on that shot. Uh, the the only problem I had with that was that she completely like sold that move incorrectly. I mean, I know she wanted to put the emphasis um, that she had been hit, you know, really hard, mind you, but the fact that she put all of her weight on her shoulder, it looked really bad. And if anybody is to blame for the injury, I'd have to say it would be her for uh, selling the move in, in that fashion. I mean, it was just uh, not a very good uh, bump to take, quite frankly. It, it did look a little. It, it did look, yeah, like you said, that she landed more on her shoulder. So hopefully, she didn't get hurt. Uh, I guess the only other thing I could talk about is uh, the main event. You know, was the big controversy that everybody's been getting into with uh, Orton and. Uh, Christian. For what I saw, it was a good match. I think I can definitely give it that. Uh, I I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, you know, uh, it's, it, you know, it sucks that Christian isn't the champion right now. But you know, at the point that you made earlier, JJ, there are a lot of guys who have been doing it for as long as Christian has who never have been able to say that they were a world champion. That is something that at least Christian can't say. I am a former world champion. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just looking at the chat room right now. Ashley has the question of the night. Is Karma's finishing move now called the Impact Buster? See what I did there? That's how you do it. Trello, you still awake over there, buddy? <laughs> I'm still awake. Oh, oh I'm still awake. So I'm just a little drunk. I had a couple of shots in there. It's impactful. Start puking in the fucking family room, in the sitting room. I don't know what else is going on here. Yeah, yeah, well, at least I know. At, at least I'm not mispronouncing what I'm drinking. That's what I'm saying. Uh, some Guinness or something. <laughs> I don't know. And play darts with me cat. Oh, uh, she. Uh, All right, Curly, keep on keeping on, man. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, all I wanted to talk about with that. And I know you guys are going into the uh, gaming segment in a little bit once uh, all the wrestling calls are wrapped up. So. I'll go ahead and uh, get off the phone for that, and I look forward to hearing about the gaming segment, hearing more about you know the whole Sony PSN thing, and find out what kind of an impact that's going to have in the next week. I'm sorry, Curly, I had to get one more. <laughs> Fuck you. I, hey, wait, wait. Uh, L-Train, before you go, I, I guess the big question in my mind is, have you been impacted by the, uh, the PSN being down? Uh, yes, unfortunately, I have been impacted. I've... Uh, I've really, been looking to... <laughs> I've really been looking forward to playing some co-op on Portal 2, which I haven't been able to do yet, and I just beat the single player um, yesterday, you know, and just just getting through the credits, there really seems, whenever, whenever you get to the credits on a Portal game, it just, it, there's something about it, it just, it just makes a big impact on you, you know? <laughs> The imp, the epic impact of the credits from Portal is just amazing. Oh, I hate exactly. you all so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. By the way, Crowley, that's two, not not one. That's two. All right, L Train. On that note, man, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, peace, guys. Enjoy the impact of the show. All right, thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, E3 is just around the corner. A lot to talk about. As far as news and rumors circulating, so uh, I'm going to kick it over to you. Tell us about uh, what's going on in the world of gaming. I did hear a rumor about uh, the Xbox possibly making an impact on the market, bringing out a new Xbox. So why don't you go ahead and start things off with that? Okay, well, let me let me start off with that first. Uh, 
there was a rumor going around, let me bring up. Hey, it was apparently reported that EA had a new Xbox uh, dev kit. Uh, had a new dev kit. Uh, EA basically was like, um, we don't know where this story is coming from. We do not have a dev kit. Uh, here it is. New Microsoft dev kits have been sent out. Uh, EA completely disagreed. Uh, Jeff Brown, the corporate communication director, basically told IGN that the story was a fabrication. 100% not true. So, don't... Uh, the story was basically put out by Develop. Yeah, Develop. Um, but it's an unnamed source. I mean, a lot of a lot of people go by unnamed sources, but um, Microsoft not saying anything about a new console kind of does make people think what's going on because we do know that E3 this year there will be a on-site playable demo of the new Wii, whatever they're calling the Wii. The Wii is called the Project Cafe, excuse me. Whatever the Project Cafe is will be on hands and will be revealed at E3 and Possibly, it will be playable on-site. So, if Microsoft is coming out with a new console by the end of 2012, could this be the new war for the consoles? Because we definitely know that Nintendo is going to step their game up with the possible... There was a possible release of some pictures of the controllers. And the controllers looked a little bit bigger than the 360 controllers. They had a screen in the middle... That was a full, it was like a Game Boy uh, DSi uh, screen for the touchpad. And, I mean, it looked great, but uh, it kind of makes me wonder, how is that going to Im- impact the game? I did not even mean to say that one, Crowley. I'm so sorry. That's the best one when you don't mean to say it and you do. That's awesome. I was trying to think of how that was going to come out. Um, There's also news. Why is that red? That's why. Um, there is also news that Microsoft will be dropping the price of the 360 um, at um, at E3 or following E3, and that PS3 and the Wii will follow suit. The PS3 just went down to $150. If they drop their price even more, that's gonna that's gonna boost their sales dramatically due to the fact that they will probably go down to 125. And the fact that the um, the PSP I think is hundred dollars now. Also, the Wii being one hundred twenty five dollars is making it the cheapest gaming console there is out there. And I would probably even myself pick one up just because of how cheap it is. So we will see come E three what Microsoft has to say about their dropping the price because I know that the uh, the the new slims are not that expensive but it's going to be kind of wondering what's going to happen there um now right, hold, Jay, on, hold on a second you're talking about ps3s for 150 where's this at because no, 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 no not ps3s the Wii's. oh you said ps3 for 150 I'm sorry the, the ps3 is not 150 I meant the Wii itself um the Wii is 150 right now and uh PS3, I think, is still at 300 maybe 200 I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I haven't bought a PS3 in a while, so it's going to kind of be one of those things. Um, JJ, I know you like the Hitman, Hitman games, and there has been an image that has been released from the Hitman ARC, uh, the alternate reality games, I believe. I'm not, not entirely sure what ARC stands for, 
so please forgive me for that. But um, there was an image release, and the image basically shows the left shoulder of the assassin, a hand gripping a silencer, and then the, him screwing it on. And then in the bottom right corner is an image of a barcode. I will post this in the chat room for anyone who wants to see, because that is definitely an image that is pretty cool. And I will post this for you guys to see in our Skype. Awesome. I'll I, take a look at that right quick. Um, it's definitely a good image. And um, the what's coming, I think Ashley told it to me earlier today. Ashley is my name from the chat. He told me earlier that... Uh, Your name is Sean. Your name Ashley. is not Ashley. Your name is Sean. <laughs> that Ashley in the chat, from the chat... Stop confusing me. Yes, you're easily confused, we know. Um, that IO Interactive has been tweeting um, they will be releasing some kind of information next week. Uh, so we could be seeing the release inf information released um, of Hitman 5 next week. And if they do... You can bet that you will hear about it right here on it on Unplugged next week. Damn, Skippy, because I'll be buying that motherfucker on launch day. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a pre-order game. Um, something else just came out to me. Uh, Mass Effect 3 has been delayed until quarter one of 2012. Um, Mass Effect 3 is the final game in the trilogy that BioWare has been setting out. Um, it's to set uh, Shepard on Earth to basically finish out the Reaper invasion. They are pushing it back to adjust the mechanics for a larger market opportunity. Not entirely sure what that means, but I guess they want to they want to fix everything up to make it look a little bit prettier. If, if you thought people were upset in the IWC about Christian losing the belt, I guarantee you there's a lot of people upset that Mass Effect 3 is getting delayed. There is. Uh, there was a report coming out that there's uh, groups contacting... Um, Bioware saying, hey, get us the game out um, as soon as possible. We want the game. I mean, there's a lot of people that are really ticked off about it because, I mean, it's the end of it's end of a series. It's the end of a trilogy. I mean, there's a possibility of making a movie. Um, if we do, that'd be you really mean cool. another but movie? Mass Effect deserves to have a movie. Oh, but oh I, I thought we were talking about Hitman for a second. Yes. Uh, Mass Effect needs to be a movie because I tell you what, Mass Effect could be like the, the new Star Wars for this generation. It could. I mean, having Shepard, I mean, that's, that's the main thing you got to figure out. Is Shepard going to be a male or a female? Uh, but Shepard, as, as the character, if they actually do it, how the game goes, would be awesome just to see if they start out with Mass Effect 1 and go with the Saren storyline and then jump into Mass Effect 2, where he's uh, now out of the Coalition and all that. I mean, it's really going to be different if that's how they go. As long as Uwe Boll or none of those idiots up in Hollywood get their hands on this, we, we get a real director, give it to Peter Jackson. If Peter Jackson gets his hands on this, I will cry. If Joss Whedon gets his hands on this, I will cry. Because I want a director that Mark will... Mark Tape, you know, he's going to cry. I'll cry. I will do it on the air. I don't care. But I am really wanting someone to get their hands on... I want a good director, is what I want. I just want someone who's going to do justice. Hang on a second, Sean. I've got a call. Uh, let's let's go to the phone lines and find out who this is. Welcome uh, to Unplugged. Do you have any thoughts on Mass Effect 3 being delayed? What are your thoughts, please? 
It's the IWC. I told you the case. They're mad, dude. Sorry. It's just a video game, man. Come on, get over it. Get over it. Wow. Mad. That was a that was a great swerve for the chat room, by the way. They're the mad. They're all mad. They are. EA. Let's talk about EA for a second. They kind of didn't give the release date for Star Wars The Old Republic. And they basically just said, hey, we don't know when we're going to release it, but uh, expect it to launch in either quarter two of financial year 2012 or quarter three. So I kind of expected second half of 2011. But now they're saying, hey, guess what? We're going to release it in March, possibly. And we don't wasn't, wasn't the rumor that this was the most expensive game Bioware has ever made, uh, period? I mean, even for the Star Wars franchise, but the most expensive game they've ever made. And if they're delaying this game to 2012, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, I was really looking forward to uh, what they were saying was going to be a spring release for the Old Republic. Now, granted... I don't have a PC that can probably run the game uh, with everything I have on this PC here. So it gives me more time to get an upgraded PC. But at the same time, it, it's kind of disappointing because I was really looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, this really makes an impact on how people are going to want the game. Sorry, Curly. Um, it's definitely and I something... thank you. Huh? And I thank you. It's definitely a lot of people are really wanting this game. Uh, it was even Blizzard was looking at this, saying, "You know what? We want this game to come out. We want a game that can compete with WoW." And if Blizzard says that, then I guess that's what made EA and Bioware step back and it's like, "Okay, we need to make sure that we do this game right." And they are, from the looks of everything that's coming out, they're doing this game to the code, by the book, everything, and. They've already started, uh, beta's signups have already started. They are starting taking um, guild names and everything, and it looks like they're trying to get this game out as soon as possible. But with E3 around the corner, we may hear something um, about it being released, possibly even this year. But with the stacked deck that it has to compete with, there's no telling what's going to happen. If they want to make sure that this game sells and sells good, do it first quarter of 2012. Do it while nothing else is coming out. Because right now, you've got Skyrim. You've got, well, Mass Effect got pushed back. So why not actually have this come out in December or so? Um, with Mass Effect getting pushed back, is Mass Effect, um, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, both coming out in the holiday season of 2011. I mean, that was going basically as a stacked deck against any other game that came out. So there's no telling what they could actually do with Old Republic. Um, I'm really hoping that this comes out as soon as December of 2011, January of 2012. If uh, It's already on pre-order either way for me, so I could care less what, um, what's going to happen. I just want the game as soon as possible. Uh, we're not going with that one yet. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, there have been some writers that have been hired for the newest reboot to date, Tomb Raider. Uh, the, the, the duo, that, the writing duo behind films like 
Iron Man, and the forthcoming Cowboys and Aliens have been signed on to help pin the next Tomb Raider. Uh, Mark Fergus and Hawk Ospi uh, are basically sitting down and writing this, and they're hoping to re- to they're hoping to launch the rebooted film franchise in 2013. I don't really care. I mean, Hitman. I mean, not Hitman, but uh, Tomb Raider wasn't that big of a draw as a movie. I mean, the only reason why I watched it was Angelina Jolie. This just in breaking news: Melina has apparently signed on to do her own porno. It's called Womb Raider. Wow, that was a great impact, JJ. Bum bum bum. Um, for you guys, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be bad. Um, for you guys who were able to play online, uh, double XP weekend in Call of Duty Black Ops. So you PS3 guys, you can't play yet. Sorry. You got um, no internet. You can't play online. You don't have a 360. That's just too bad. You're on the welfare. The PSN is down. We don't um, need online. You can keep the online play. <laughs> Thank you for making your impactful speech there, Curly. Um, double XP weekend in Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, the new maps just came out this past Tuesday. Uh, with the newest zombie map called called the Dead, which actually stars Danny Trejo, Michelle Geller, George Romero, Robert England, and another actor who I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, it's really good uh, map pack. If you get a chance to pick it up, pick it up definitely. Um, it's going to be very enjoyable, but um, definitely. I'm sorry, give me one second. Uh, apparently, Ashley, is my name ju- in the chat room, just sent me a message saying that the PS3 will get double XP weekend for Call of Duty as soon as the PSN comes back online. Um, just for you guys, uh, the PSN has been down for 16 days, so um, we could see maybe a whole 30 days come out here. Never know. Um, but we we'll don't need the online play. We're fine. We have no one. You keep the online Well, let, let, me, let me just say this, guys. Next year when the PSN is back up, <laughs> You have all the right to have all the free XP stuff you can get. But, uh, you know, uh, January 2012, the PSN will officially uh, go back online. See, I was thinking it was going to be December 20th, uh, 2012. (laughs) JJ got it. Could happen. Uh, Now it's time for our discussion of PlayStation Gate. Yay. Uh, First thing off, this is something that I really want to talk about because being a computer person like I am, I work on computers. I built my own computer. I've been. I'm really ticked off with Sony about this. Um, a security expert came out and actually said what one problem was with the PSN servers. The PSN servers were unpatched, had no security software on them at all, and had no firewalls installed. That immediately tells me that Sony did not even care about their infrastructure. They didn't care about their their servers. They didn't care about anything. They just wanted to get people signed up and get on there as soon as possible. It was, it was just. It, it ticks me off to know that to think that Sony is this huge company, and they think they they are one of the greatest ones. Um, seriously, if Sony can't even put security software on their own servers to say, "Hey, we're we're good over here," and then they get hacked three times with a fourth that was supposedly. That was supposedly happened, but didn't happen. It, it kind of tells me, you know, just come on. Um, apparently, the servers were running uh, very old versions of the Apache software. 
which is a server program out there. Um, Tion Bronx knows more about it than I do. I'm not entirely sure what Apache is. I just know it's a hack. It's not a hacker software. It's a um, server software that's out there. So Sony Sony screwed over themselves pretty bad here. So see, the only thing I know about an Apache is it's an helicopter. Indian tribe and an Indian tribe. Yes, yes. Yeah, so those are the only Apaches that I know anything about. So uh, yeah. as far as computer programs, yeah, that that that's you know. It's out of my league, man. I can't make <clears throat> I can't make comments on that situation. However, uh, let's go to the phone lines, and I do believe joining us on the program, this person probably can. Welcome to the show. Who's this? JJ, what's up? TM Bronx. TM Bronx in the house. What's up, dude? I'm I've been drinking a little bit myself, so I'm not making too much fun of Crelly, but uh, um, you know. I know a little bit about Apache servers, and uh, I also know a lot about Internet security because I work in a college, and the, you know, the main goal of the students is to destroy every computer they get in front of. I mean, to you know, the first protocol we have when we install an operating system on a computer is before you do updates, before you do anything, you put antivirus, anti-spyware. I mean, That's right. I would really think that the users of the PSN network, any of them that have had their information compromised, you know, this is a class action action lawsuit, without a doubt. I mean, you know, who are the you know, who do who do these guys get to build their computer systems? You're a multi million, probably billion dollar company and you can't install install antivirus and anti spyware software and and you know, set up your system to make it as hack-proof as possible. I mean, it's not that hard to do. I mean, that's that's a gross, I mean, a, you know, just a gross lapse of professionalism. And as a computer technician, you know, a company that big, yeah, that kind of pisses me off. I mean, and if I'm a PSN user, I'm, I'm really pissed off. Uh, on, on that note, hang on a second. I'm actually... Uh I just had a notice pop up on my TV, so I'm actually changing the channel. As I was surfing uh, my channel listings, I came across my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie of all time. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but in this particular movie, Jean-Claude plays uh, twins that were separated at birth. And this movie also stars Bolo Young. I'm talking about, of course, Double Impact. (laughs) Nah, Time Cop was the shit. Time Cop was the best movie Van Damme was ever in. I think uh, that just completely bypassed Bronx. I, I think it did, too. That was uh, a... <laughs> Crelly, how's the drinks going along, brother? <laughs> I didn't get the joke. I'm, I'm in the dark here. What's going on? <laughs> double impact, Bronx. Double impact. Oh, double impact. Like I said, I've had a few, too, so I'm okay. not going to pick on Crelly that much. It's Friday I, night. <laughs> to go along with what you were saying, Bronx, about, about it being a class action lawsuit, uh, a Canadian firm has actually proposed a class action lawsuit against Sony for $1 billion in damage. Damn. So if you actually do feel like you're part of this group, I mean, they'll, you'll probably begin the emails saying, hey, um, you, we, we feel that you're involved in this. You, you can join in. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to see this coming out, but Sony screwed itself over. Sony really destroyed itself by not having security on their stuff. And, I mean, for somebody to come out and say, you know what, I will say that Sony didn't have it and be security expert in within Sony, apparently. I mean, come on, guys. Really? It's ridiculous, man. I 
I would think that a company like that would be able to take the necessary precautions. But, hey, that's why Xbox 360, you pay for the service. You get what you pay for. I mean, a lot of people are saying that Microsoft doesn't do their own servers. Microsoft's servers are in Seattle. Microsoft servers are within within um, Microsoft building itself. Microsoft has its own servers for the Xbox. They do lease it out to other people also. Not every single server is there. PSN is just completely third-party servers. That's all it is. And for them to not care, and I mean, Crowley did say in uh, a Skype message to us, it was Sony Entertainment that was hacked. Yes, it was, but it's PSN that was most devastated by this. Not Sony. Sony's basically... Actually, 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 um, out, of the confer- out of the confirmed people that have lost their credit cards, most of them were actually via Sony Entertainment. Crowley, 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 that's not Ashley, it's Bronx on the phone. Actually, actually, <laughs> oh no! Actually, actually, you're you're incorrect, JJ. It is Ashley on the phone, and you know, Crelly, you, you've had such an impact on getting my name wrong that um, you know I don't know how this will impact my life as uh, things go on at this point. Anyway, my point was, I've lost their credit card details. Most of them, if not all of them, were actually from Sony Entertainment, not PSN. Well, it's still uh, the numbers. I mean, the, the numbers are still out there that they're bringing in, basically, because, I mean, Sony Online loses 12,700 credit card number accounts, and then 24.6 million accounts have been compromised. I mean, just those numbers alone? I mean, here, here here's another story. Um, Sony on- Online Entertainment has told GameIndustry.biz that of the 12,700 stolen cards, just 900 of the cards were still active. Those people were lucky, but that could have been just active as of that time. I mean, these cards have, I mean, as soon as this news had come out, their cards could have probably already been used multiple times by somebody, whoever stole the numbers, and then decided, okay, you know what? What's this charge on my account? I need to go go, stop my card. And then all of a sudden it comes out, hey, um, we were hacked. We don't know how. Um, we're sorry. Uh, please accept this with a free month of PSN Plus. Um, no, how won't you give me my money back from that from what they just bought? That four thousand dollar crap that they just bought in what Mexico? I mean, give me give me my money back for that. Well, well not I can. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I say my line and I piss off. Basically, <laughs> they've not actually sent out every email to every customer that's been hacked yet. Friend has yet to receive an email saying that his that his details have been compromised, and I've and I've received two because I've got two accounts, and he's yet to see one. So, 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 like, if you didn't know about this, no, and you weren't, I've oh, received oh. my email. I'm sorry, Carl. I didn't mean to I've, I just received my email this week. Really? Um, I, put, I actually posted on my Facebook. Sean, saying, oh, Sean, yes. Stop interrupting him. He's going to be pissed in a minute. <laughs> well, he can go make an impact somewhere else. Um, that went over your head, I oh. think. It is. <laughs> it totally I, went I, over your head. He's already pissed. I, I know he is. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry, Crowley. I don't mean to interrupt you about this, but I did receive my email this week, and it's the fact that they took, they took what two weeks to get it to me. Yeah. I mean, seriously, why couldn't you send send mass emails out the day of you get this notice? Mass emails it, on an automated server. It is quite piss poor that. Up to two weeks gone, and like I say, it, if you didn't read like gaming forums, you would have no idea about this, would you? 
So no. uh, this, this is a major letdown in terms of the PSN. And this coming from a quote-unquote Sony fanboy, they will have to do a lot to rebuild the customer trust which has been lost over this debacle. Yeah, because, you know, according to the guys over at IGN, I mean, all I've heard in the last six, seven, eight months is how PSN has all the exclusives. They do all this. They got, they've got everything in the world for, for PS3. You know, Greg Miller and the like over there that are the big PSN fanboys talk about how this was supposed to be the year of the PlayStation. Well, in a way, it is the year of the PlayStation. It's the year the PlayStation broke down and people realized that they were susceptible to a lot of uh, a lot of things that you know, obviously they weren't expecting, and to say that this is not turning off a lot of people from the PSN network to either go to Xbox or even you know, I would hope nobody's so upset they just go to the Wii from the PSN. <clears throat> but I mean, it could happen. But I think that uh, it's definitely going to be a serious change for their uh, their holiday sales. They might have exclusives, but uh, this is going to burn a lot of people in the long run. Well, yeah, I mean, easiest thing, sorry guys, the easiest thing to do is E3 comes up, you announce that you have dropped your price by $100, and I mean, you'll pull in a lot more people. Um, fix, your, fix your servers first, and then announce, hey, guess what, we're dropping our price to, a, to $200. Want to come buy a console now? Yeah. That's what I thought. If they just fix the fucking servers online, it'd be great. I mean, uh, like, the PS3 is not bad. The PSN is shocking. So if they just get some spyware and software that's actually capable of not being hacked for, like, the 10th trillion time in two weeks, it'd be great. And uh, you know what? And, and, and I say this, too. As far as the exclusives and stuff, PS3 does have a lot of exclusives that, uh, that the Xbox doesn't have. They've lost exclusive, you know, obviously, to uh, the PSN network. But I really got to think at this point in time that people, uh, you know, even the developers that are given these exclusives are probably going to think that, hey, you know, maybe we should uh, not make it exclusive to just PS3 if they're having all these problems. I mean, it, it's a wait-and-see game as to what's going to happen right now. But, but you know, uh, there, I, there are I, some I really... games that won't be hurt by this. There, oh. are, there are some games that will not be hurt by, by the PSN being down. I mean, if you look at when it comes out, um, uh, L.A. Noir, that is offline only. So the games that have no online right now are thriving. And if the PSN is still down when, um, when uh, L.A. Noir comes out, that game can fucking get thunder by because you don't need on- online play to complete the game. But, but here's the thing about L.A. Noir that you bring up, Crelly, <clears throat> and, and this is something you need to think about. It's not just a PS3 game. It's True. also going to sell well on the Xbox 360. I'm talking about, like, exclusives uh, to mm. the PS3. I mean, that's if I'm a developer that's putting those exclusives out there and I see this debacle that's going on, I'm thinking... Wow, uh, maybe it would be a better idea to go with Xbox 360 for an exclusive next time. But, I mean, that's just my two cents. Brox, anything else before we let you go? We're we're actually getting bombarded with calls right now. Well, I got three things, but they're all very quick. Um, A, one problem is if you have a debit card and you cancel it, you're stuck for two weeks with a wretched ATM card you can't buy a damn thing with until they reissue it to you. Um, Number two... Toyota seems to be still selling cars despite the fact that brakes are only optional. And three, to anyone out there who's running Windows, uh, this is just a little something I want to put out to protect uh, everyone in the chat. AVG, Anthony, Victoria, George, antivirus is free. It's very good. Um, it will protect your system if you don't have a lot of money to spend on an antivirus program. It's great. Bronx, also- Bronx, Bronx. 
So yes. is Avast. Avast is also free. Microsoft well, yes, Essentials but, is what, what I we'll, use. Well, difference in the, you know, we have different opinions on that depending on what you use. But also, another program, Malware Bytes, is also good to help scan your system for crap. So you know, just protect yourself, man, because having your PC hacked, as Sony is showing, can really ruin your freaking day. So just you know, protect yourself. But anyway. Uh, Take care, guys, and I'll talk to you guys uh, another time. All right. Thanks for the advice, Bronx. That's, that's good advice on uh, keeping your PC safe. I mean, uh, who wants to have viruses impact their system in a negative way? Well, put a condom on your system or you could really be impacted. Take care, guys. All right. Good point. Good point. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, joining us here at Unplugged, welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, what's going on, Charles? Charles Shane of the Causecast. What is on your mind, brother? Uh, uh, I heard you guys talk about the PlayStation stuff. Truthfully, when that comes back up, who in their right mind is, I think what's going to take a hit is who in their right mind is going to put their credit card back on file to buy stuff from their store. Exactly. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's I mean I've seen thing. various people from uh, on Twitter and stuff when this first started going down. I mean, this was like weeks ago, uh, canceling their cards because they weren't even going to take the chance that Sony being so vague about people having people's credit card information possibly. So people were just up and canceling their cards and going to get new ones and stuff because, I mean, yeah, I do the same thing. I'm glad I didn't have a card on file at their store. And I don't feel like putting one on file at their store now. I mean, even if they have exclusives, I mean, that's pretty hard to go back and trust them. I mean, it's going to be a while before I think a lot of people go and put their card back on there. That's just nuts. You know, a lot of people are saying in the chat room, how about the prepaid cards? I want to straight up say the prepaid cards, I mean, you've got to have a place around you that sells those. Not a lot of places sell those that are going to be like out in the middle of nowhere where you're using satellite to, to play on your PlayStation. And you, you have to go like 40 miles to the nearest Walmart in Canada. Or I don't know what Canada has. I'm sorry, JJ. Um, to pick up a card. We have Best Buy, Sean, just for the record. We have yeah, Best, Best Buy, Buy, we have Walmart, uh, we have a store called Zellers, which is a, a basically a Target ripoff. I think, from what I understand, Target is actually going to be debuting in Canada, but it's under the same family as Zellers. I mean, same colors and everything. Pretty much the same yeah. store, just under a different thing. And we have a lot of the, the, the same electronics uh, places. We just don't have a lot of the places that you guys have to eat, you know, stuff like Long John Silver's. And uh, Toby Keith's Steakhouse. Those are the ones that I really miss here in Canada that I don't have. Or, or, or there's always Netflix, which I don't get all the movies that I should because, well, I'm in Canada. But that's pretty much the exclusive there in Canada. And, oh, I'm just flipping channels, and here's a good Clint Eastwood movie. Sudden Impact. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could, these people could be in the middle of nowhere playing on satellite basically just to play their PSN. And how, are they supposed to go drive 40 miles just to get a, a freaking card? instead of putting their information on their PS3. I mean, that's one of the things you gotta you got to think about. I mean, people aren't going to go just go waste gas. I mean, gas right now is $4 here. I mean, I, I spend 50 bucks now just filling up a Dodge Neon with eight tanks, uh, eight gallons of, of gas. I mean, I, I'm not going to go drive unnecessarily right now. So See, I, I'm paying more gas than you are. I literally... In Canada, do not have gas by the gallon. I know it's crazy. We pay by the liter, and I think right now the gas price is like a dollar twenty something a liter of gas. And I think one liter is e or excuse me, four liters is equal to one gallon of gas. So do the yeah. math. That's what I'm paying for gas. Yeah, and I mean it's just 
I, I, I feel sorry for those people who live out in the middle of nowhere, but I mean, at the same time, they're not going to go drive and waste gas just to get them, just to get the cards. I, I mean, it's just one of those things. I'd rather put my information on my system than go spend the money and spend the gas just to drive. So Matt and Gaddy, also to TM Brox in the chat that says that WWE removed all their stuff from Netflix. That's not true. It's all still right here in my queue. They removed some things, though. I wonder what they removed, because all the stuff that I've had in my queue from them is still there. I, I heard they removed the uh, WrestleMania, the best of WrestleMania, and they removed Knucklehead, I think, and some other ones. I mean, that was just the rumor that was circulating around. I don't have uh, actual... No, Knucklehead's still here. Oh, is and... it? The true story of WrestleMania is still here. Okay, well, supposedly they took some things out. Have you tried to play them? Huh? It here, may, I'll hit play right now. It may go to like a screen that they've removed the content. They have removed what it seems like they have removed a, a few things because of a lot of stuff that was coming up isn't coming up now. When I go to my instant QA, yeah, true story of WrestleMania playing in HD. <laughs> but with the whole PlayStation thing, I mean, the whole thing about them, you know, trying to you know, make people happy by giving free stuff. And I mean, think about it. I mean, the main thing that people want out of an online service is they want to play games online over at Sony. That's free already. So what are you really going to give people free? And then they're saying, well, if you're not a PlayStation plus member, we'll give you a free month of that, which that service is really based off of. You get to try games. They give you free games. And it's like, are you guys really going to give us a whole bunch of cool content on that free month? I mean, I really don't think you are, but now they're off saying they're going to offer select free games to people and stuff like that. And yeah, that, that I guess will help make up for it in a way. But truthfully, I mean, if you think about it, a couple free games or a free month of PlayStation plus, is that really worth somebody having your credit card and then putting your identity and stuff in jeopardy? Nope. It's not worth the identity theft. That's for sure. I mean, that's the thing. If you really think about it, you would think that in the games they're going to give people are probably going to be games that most people already have bought somewhere from the online store or have already bought from the store. And also, I mean, another thing, I don't know if anybody knows or not, but with L.A. Noir, when that comes out, if PlayStation Network ain't back up and working fully functional like it should be, are people going to be able to even play that game? Because there's some games that have the DRM where you have the first time you have to be connected to online. Because some of those even single-player games, people can't even play online right now because of the DRM crap. That's true. So if that has that built in, then those people on PlayStation are really going to be in tr- are really going to be upset because they're not even going to be able to play the game offline. It, you know, there's something I want to bring up while we all we are talking about PS PSN real quick. Um, um, talking about when it's supposed to be coming back up, uh, the PSN re- reactivation has been delayed for further testing. It will not be coming back next week. Um, that was it, that was released on the sixth. So, what day sixteen could turn into day twenty two, day twenty three next Friday if PSN is not back up. So we could be looking at a full month of PSN being down. I mean, it's just crazy that they're still going through this. As of yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but the day before, um, Thursday, Wednesday for JJ. Um, is, is, it, is it just me? The internal... Is it just me, or does it sound like we're actually broadcasting from the man huh? cave? I hear an echo, echo, echo in the background, background, background. I'm not sure. I, th- I don't know who it is. It's not me. Um, That's weird. So, but yeah, I mean, they said yesterday, two days ago, that it was going to be um, brought back up this week, or um, brought back up next week after they had um, done internal testing, and now. 
they're saying, you know, we've got to do some more testing before we can do anything else. Oh, I figured so, out what the echo is. I figured it out. Crelly has actually taken his computer to the uh, Louvre, and it's actually echoing off the the porcelain bowl of the toilet. Oh my! Crelly, are you still um, with us? No, he just passed out in the toilet, y'all. Crelly just made an impact. Um, I go along with. I'm I'm sorry to break everybody off of this. I I really want to get through this PS PS news because I mean it's definitely some stuff that's come up that should be talked about. Um, and it's something that I know we could all talk about right here on the air. Uh, Sony has been subpoenaed by New York Attorney General. Um, so basically, they want to know what's going on. The government is stepping in and wants to know what's going on with the servers, with all this information that's being released. I mean, I kind of agree with them doing this, but I, I want to see what Sony is going to say before they actually bring out what's going on. Because... Sony basically getting subpoenaed by the government is one of those things where you kind of look at it and you're like, "What's going on? Why are we, why are we getting this?" So I'm really curious. And along with another story, um, Anonymous says that the attacks on Sony, the hacking, could have been from a Splinter Cell group within the, within Anonymous, as it is Anonymous is Anonymous. Nobody really knows who's a member. Um, so it could have been a group that was in within Anonymous that had done the attacks. And they're currently looking and trying to figure out who it is. But I knew Anonymous, you couldn't trust Sam Fisher. <laughs> yeah, Sam Fisher did it. Um, Truthfully, when this whole thing even comes back up, I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't even know if I want to be a part of the service until it's been there for a while and been back up for a while because... And who knows when it really is going to come back up. Like, they can keep saying it's going to show up this day, it's going to show up this day. But it seems like when they think it's going to show up, boom, now the Sony online servers were hit. So once those were, the online entertainment servers were hit, their MMO stuff and everything's down. And who knows if when they're about to put it back up again, it gets close to that date, and boom, they get hit with something else and find something else out. I mean, who who knows until, I mean, it, it just seems like it's going to keep happening until the, 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 whatever they need to do, they need to rebuild this whole thing from the ground up. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying it, telling me this in chat room, so I might as well go ahead and talk about this also. Um, Sony is offering um, ID theft protection, and they're trying to work for the protection for the P- European uh, PSN users. But yeah, they're, they're, now off- <laughs> they're now offering identity theft protection. Through- oh, that, that $1 million protection or something like that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, for, with uh, Debix, all clear ID. Um, so I guess basically if you lose your information to somebody, they will, uh, pay to have it redone. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little late for it. Uh, Sony should have done this a long time ago. I think Microsoft has already had identity theft protection on their stuff. I know, I think Nintendo has it also, but, um, it's just one of those things. Uh, they, they took a little too long to get to it and... Sony, I mean, Microsoft, and Sony have been having a battle back and forth, and this is just really going to hurt Sony now. It is, and with the fact that, as I was saying earlier, if Microsoft does announce their um, their drop in price at E3, Sony better come back and say, you know what, we're dropping our price too, because they're not going to get anybody new. <laughs> yeah, but at with... the same time, Sean, it doesn't help to drop your price and still not be able to play online. 
I know. <laughs> it's like, I know. you want me to buy a system that I can't fucking play online? And granted, I'm not someone who plays online all the time. Uh, Charles knows that for sure. I mean, I've played, I played a couple games online with him, but for the most part, I play a lot of single-player uh, single games. I don't play a lot of online stuff. So I don't really care either way, but... There and also is, to the people saying that, well, most people on PlayStation Network are free, so how can you really complain about getting something for free? Well, the main thing is not complaining about the, the fact that you can't play right now. Yeah, okay, it's free for the people the people that are not paying. Why are you complaining anyways, you know, because it's free? Well, I, it has nothing to do with free. It has nothing to do with the service being up. It has to do with the fact that you have put our identities and you have put our finances in jeopardy is the problem. It doesn't matter if a person is paying for the online service or is paying for PlayStation Plus or not. The fact that if someone had their card on file for your store to buy games or whatever, you have put that in jeopardy. That's the problem. And that's what you should be paying them back for. The fact that some random person could have their credit card number. Yeah, and my my credit card is attached to my PSN. I mean, I'll claim it right now. So, I mean... I'll be paying attention to that thing. uh, (laughs) My my account's paid too, no matter what. Um, I've got... My uh, my my family works for Wachovia, who I have my card through, and I keep a close eye on my um, my account no matter what. So yeah, don't I, I do worry about my card, but it's just one of those things where they need to uh, if they, it, it waited a little too long, I will say that on sending me my email to let me know that PSN had been hacked and that there was a possibility that I have lost my information. Yeah, I'm just glad I never put one on the PlayStation Store. So happy. Oof. No doubt. Yeah. Well, is is that it on the PSN stuff, Charles? Or uh, uh, Sean? <laughs> yes, that is, JJ. That is all on the PSN um, for now. Um, if I find anything else out, I will definitely bring it up as soon as possible on uh, Unplugged next Friday. But uh, we will definitely have a lot to talk about next Friday uh, that goes along with PlayStation it goes along with uh, Brink. Uh, comes out next Tuesday, so we'll definitely have a inter- uh, review for that. But I mean, it's definitely going to have to be see what. Uh, it's definitely going to have to see what's going to happen with PlayStation right now. Now, breaking news: PlayStation Network to relaunch with PlayStation Four. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> now. I, I do want to say this since I have Charles on the line. Uh, there's not a lot of information coming out right now. We don't know anything, but I am hearing rumors that at E3 it looks like we might see some sort of uh, something from the next SmackDown versus Raw game from THQ. I would be surprised if there wasn't something of SmackDown versus Raw at E3. Because I think Corey Ledesma said on his Twitter they're about a month away from revealing uh, something on the game. So Yeah, he's been... Hinting at that, he hinted at it on their uh, uh, Superstar Challenge stream. He's been throwing stuff up on Twitter. So, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if there wasn't something there. They'll probably show something there. I mean, like last year, they showed the new physics engine and stuff like that, and they showed All-Stars for the first time. So they'll probably show you know some key thing that they're doing in the game this year. You know, since we're talking about releases right quick, or um, breaking, breaking whatever, um, Far Cry 3 is being announced and will be... It's a be, sequel to Far Cry 2, which is a sequel to Far Cry 1. I will stab you in the face, Charles. Which makes it a, <laughs> which, which makes it a trilogy. 
And, I will, uh, I'm I just, will make it. I'm just keeping people up to date. Impact on your face. Oh, and, 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 and speaking of Far Cry, before you go, just any keeping further, people up to date with the sequel. That's right. Spe- and speaking of the Far Cry, I actually did get a chance to watch on Netflix a while back the uh, the Far Cry movie from Uwe Bull. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it did. I I started. I got through. I don't know. Five, I, but, and basically was like, yeah, no. I was playing Far Cry too back when. I don't remember when I was playing it, but uh, and I don't know. I just I just got sick of it. Like I really just got fed up with the game. I I think I don't know. It just really started to annoy me. Usually I'm into open world games and stuff like that, but I don't know. It just started to annoy me. The map was just too big. I mean, if you lost your car, you had to walk with a fucking map. He lives. He's alive, ladies and gentlemen. He's alive. Something in that game, I forget what it was, really just started frustrating me. I think it was where you have like the timer missions or whatever, and you have to get across the island. And oh, the, the controlling of the vehicles was just like really frustrating to me. And if you barely touch something with the vehicle, it just it felt like it went haywire. I don't know something. I forget what it was. It was something really frustrating me about driving the vehicles and those timed missions? I think that is what made me quit playing the game. Hey, Crelly, uh, if, 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 I could, if I could offer a suggestion really quickly, instead of you actually taking shots every time we use the word impact, why don't you just hook an IV up to the bottle? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. your liver but, might not cry so much then. The thing that pissed me about that was once you did the last mission, you were stuck on the last mission, you could not go back to the free world. And that pissed a lot of people off because usually after you finish a game, you can walk around the map. But for some reason, it locks you in the, the final mission, and you can only repeat the final mission, and you cannot just walk on the map. That was fucking bizarre. Yeah, um, that really made an impact. <laughs> there's also a um, a rumor going around that next week, or possibly at E3, there will be an announcement of four Modern Warfare 3 um, from Activision. Uh, so we will definitely... Yeah, Activision. Um, so we'll definitely have to see what happens there with that because Modern Warfare Three is definitely going to be one of those things where you're kind of you're kind of curious as to what's happening with that. Since I've said that there better be a freaking miracle that comes with that game if it's going to make me play it over Gears of War Three or Battlefield Three. Battlefield Three. I mean, seriously, the trailers look amazing. Because I... truthfully, Call of Duty is just getting old. I mean, every. I mean, they just keep release a game with new kill streaks, new perks, uh, little bells and whistles. But I mean, to me, that game, the Call of Duty's are just getting old. Modern Warfare, the, the, the series itself, has gotten a little old for me. The storyline is the only thing I played. The storyline is the only thing that that made me want the game the most. And I mean, for Black Ops, I mean, the storyline was awesome. Crowley, stop eating your mic. Um, so, I mean, it was just oh, it's wondering. raining here. That's what, it's raining here in England. That's why you're hearing the feedback. Like, I so can't wait for Gears of War 3 to be released uh, this September because I've been playing in the beta, and that has been awesome. Like this weekend, today is 6 a.m., well, Friday is 6 a.m., whatever. They started uh, the a new playlist, and in that playlist, it's just like random game types or whatever. And when you play in that playlist, though, everybody has big heads, big feet, and they talk like little munchkins. It's freaking hilarious. Just the fact that Epic can do that kind of stuff on the fly to their game because of the dedicated servers and stuff is just pretty freaking hilarious. Like on Easter, they had uh, bunny rabbit heads. Everybody had a bunny rabbit head running around. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Um, I, I really wanted to get into that, but I didn't. I don't like the storyline um, to Gears of War as much as I did anything else. 
So I kind of bypassed on that. So I'm kind of curious as to what. Um, I'll be getting it through Gamefly, but that'll be about it for me for Gears of War probably. Well, Charles, is there anything else? I'm starting to get bombarded with calls again. Nope. That's all for me. All right. Make sure that uh, you guys tune in this Tuesday night for another episode of the Causecast with myself, Charles Shane. Maybe the beard will show back up. I don't know. It's kind of gone right now. Uh, it's showing up again. Oh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get an appearance by the beard on Tuesday. Let's just smack him around a little bit. By the way, Charles, before you go, are you a Star Wars fan at all? Of like games? Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I like the movies and no, stuff. No, no, no. Not really the just, movies. just movies, games. I mean, well, yeah, uh, Star Wars is awesome. This past fourth was the Star Wars day. Oh, may the fourth be with you. I heard that all over Twitter for hours. No, that's not what I'm talking about. JJ, I, I posted a picture in the Skype chat a few minutes ago. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about this right quick before Charles does leave. The okay. Blu-ray, Blu-ray details were released for the Star Wars set. Um, they released uh, cover shots for all three boxes. Um, you've got the, the prequel trilogy box itself. Then you have the original trilogy box. And then you have the complete saga box. Out of all three, I'm going to be buying the, the complete saga box because it looks possibly the coolest. Because what it is, it shows Moss Eisley's uh, The Skywalker Ranch. It has it shows Luke walking towards the ranch. It shows Anakin, little Anakin, walking away with the two sons in the background. I mean, it just looks amazing. I will post this in the chat. Um, but Wait a second. He didn't have two sons. He had Luke and Leia. They had twins, but not twin sons. Not that son. Oh, wow. You came up from the toilet bowl there. You literally sounded like you were in a cave like for a brief second there. Oh, I thought that was just me. I was like, what is going on here? No, that was Sean. That was on his end. I don't know. Talking about freaking Star Wars, and he, he went scuba diving. I did. I mean, it's well, we got to do something here, man. I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, cool. But, um... It's the information's been released. Uh, I'm not sure on the date. I haven't seen anything, but I think it is this fall, the holiday season. I think uh, it's September, October. I think they were announced. September the date. 12th internationally, September 16th in North America. It is nine disc collection on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pro- I might buy all six of them and get all the special stuff with it and whatnot. Or I might just buy the original three. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. I'm glad that they are su- selling it in different box sets so you can get the three you want. I mean, I don't totally hate the new three, but they're, I mean, obviously they're nowhere near as good as the old three. So I don't know. I might end up getting all six. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'll get the I'll complete get- saga because I'm, I'm that much of a Star Wars fan. I mean, it's just one of those things for me. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, when I actually plunk down the money, it'll probably be for the whole saga. Same here. I'll, I'll probably get cool. it too. But I'm, I'm a Star Wars mark, so what can I say? Them uh, cover arts right now, that is pretty cool how Anakin's walking towards you and uh, Luke's walking away. That's pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah, the, the, the screen the screen does look awesome. I mean, that was that's one of the reasons why I will buy the um, the Complete Saga is because that one image just looks absolutely amazing. And on the second page of that link that I posted, they show what's on all nine discs of the Complete Saga edition. I mean... You've got all the regular movies, and then disc seven, eight, and nine are basically arch- archive of everything that they did on StarWars.com, and then it has a documentary also on it. See, I, I like the special features. I'm probably end up getting a saga. Uh, from the from the look of it, I will be picking up the saga no matter what because some of this stuff 
definitely looks like what I'm going to want to see. I mean, The Empire Strikes Back, the special effects, they go into details about that. The making of Star Wars, um, the classic creatures from The Return of the Jedi, um, the anatomy of a dewback. I mean, sounds weird, but it's definitely going to be something I'm going to watch because, I mean, it was the one thing you saw during the first movie that just one of those things you want to see how they created that. Star Wars tech. I mean, classic creatures, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars spoofs, all of the um, spoofs that came out from Family Guy, The Simpsons, How I Met Your Mother, and even um, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, music tri- tribute to the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we do have one final call. Charles, thanks for the call. I will talk to you uh, later this week, my friend. All right. I'm out. Later, guys. All right. So our last call of the night, we're going to transition into some emails and then... Uh, and Crelly is, believe it or not, still hanging with us. So with that said, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? This is the Mighty Thor. Wow. Thor has joined us on the show, ladies and gentlemen. The God of Thunder. He's here to make an impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, very impressed to be on the show. Thank you very much, Mr. JJ. Well, it's, I'm glad to have you on, Thor. I mean... Uh, your movie's doing awesome at the theaters. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, yes. It's um, starring uh, me and uh, my brother, Loki, who you may know as Caval. And, um, I've interviewed him. He, uh, he's a great guy to talk to. He's got a real deep voice. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with him. Yes, and uh, Hannibal Lecter's playing my dad. It's kind of weird, but, you know, kind of creepy like that. Does he eat anybody in the movie? Because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I do not believe so. Okay. Just a, a big fan of the show. Uh, I mean, some of my favorite games, uh, my favorite fighting game is King of uh, Fighters Maximum Impact. Great game. Um, and then um, interesting news about the uh, Burnout series coming back. I hear this week of Burnout Crash, I believe. Um, of course, that is the uh, sequel to the previously titled Burnout 2 Point of Impact. And something else, uh, as far as burnout, something that you get if you sleep with Melina without a condom. Oh. Indeed, so I've heard. Um, favorite, my favorite movie actor is Morgan Freeman. Why we didn't have him in the movie, I don't know. But, you know, I love him. Um, his work on Deep Impact was brilliant. Um, absolutely astonishing role there. Should have got him an Oscar. I'd have given him one. Uh Man, it's it's been great. Like I said, uh, what, it's an honor. What's this, I, what's this I hear about some 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 man you've already broke it by you, the you name of broke Rhodes. It, man. Some guy by the name of Rhodes is trying to steal my uh, moves. You know, the ultimate move is the Mihalnia hitting you in the face, rather than some skull fucking thing. Who is the guy that does that thing? Where is he? I want to speak to him. You've already put the voice, so you might as well finish that off. I I, I don't think he's here, man. Um, Sorry. Shit. Um, God damn. Yeah. I've I've given up. (laughs) (laughs) I've given up. Wow. Do an impression of me. I can do an impression. You know what, Ashley? That was almost as entertaining as Chris Jericho as Thor. Yeah. Almost. But but he has you on that one. I didn't do an impression. I don't know where the whole Ashley thing came from tonight. I don't know. I just want to make some kind of impact on the show. Just that's all. Um, 
<laughs> Crelly, keep down on it, buddy. Keep down on it. <laughs> is Crelly still uh, alive? Crelly, what's your pulse there, buddy? Is it, I hope is he's it, got the IV two, hooked in. Is it two beats per minute? One, 22? I don't know. I'm still breathing. It's all good. <laughs> wow. If, if the walls start talking and start moving, Crelly, just, just lay down, okay? You know what? I, I think I prefer Crelly drunk than I do sober. I am laying down. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. Is, is the ceiling moving? Is the ceiling opening up? Is the rain coming in? Is the rain making it? It is raining out. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're not even hear it. But it is thunder lightning outside. So. He's, getting the, he's getting the nice thunder from the French. I like the rain. I like the thunder. I like the trees. I love my cats. I not burned out my trailer. I drank too much wild chicken. It all happens. So, Ashley, what's on your mind tonight, buddy? Um, gaming stuff, there was a thing that I, you know, for those completists that want to play as every single character in Brink, I think they're going to struggle, because there is a total unique character of about a hundred quadrillion. Really? What? It's that customizable. Yeah, you, you know what, you're right, I actually saw that. Um, I, I, I didn't want to comment on it, because I really wanted to play the game first before I said, okay... This is what it's like. And then also, possibly the weirdest Sony offer to their fans, people that are on DC Universe, the reward that they get for having to uh, not play the game <laughs> for two weeks is a Batman mask. Yeah. For their character. The uh, only, only thing you get is a Batman mask. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. For 15 days, you haven't been able to play your game. You get a Batman mask. Yes! How about two months free? Wait, 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 wait. So if we do Disney and we get a fucking Batman mask. That's well, for a party. For your, for for party. your created that's character, that's not for yourself. That's for a party. Everyone forget about somebody hacking the system. That's for a party because we get a fucking Batman mask. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, we may want to cut him off now. This may be bad. No, no, he's right. I mean, who wants a fucking Batman mask for your in-game avatar character? Fuck that shit. Yeah. Sony with its epic fail. Uh, I'm done here. I'm totally done with the PSN shit. It's it's a joke. Completely. Oh, and, um, with the E3 stuff, I don't know if you said the dates for the press conferences. Did you... Uh, that was uh, two weeks ago when they first announced it. Yes, I did. No, but Nintendo announced this week that it would be uh, June 7th. Okay. Their typical Tuesday slot. And also Konami are actually doing, because they've bombed at doing it at the show years before. It's always been said to be the worst press conference. They're doing it about a week before on, I think, June 2nd. Yeah, they're doing it live on their show, website. Casing such great games as Dance Dance Revolution. Um, However, there that was Metal something. Solid, and then the fanboys will just go apeshit. There was something. Uh, E3 is, is going to be capping the number of... Um, media passes that go out this year so if you work for I believe a website that is not majorly known you will probably maybe get a pass but it depends on how many passes have gone out before you coming up there before you signed up so it's just one of those things they, they, they're popping out because apparently a lot of people are saying hey I work for this website okay here's your pass so. and, uh, and if we the PSM will be announcing their brand new HD 3D Batman mask that everyone will have to pay down for. 
Oh, that's that's awesome. I so, think the drink may be starting to take effect, JJ. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So, Ashley, I, I think I think that's about it, man. We're gonna hit the emails, and uh, yeah, I, I do want to put it out there. Anybody got a song of the night that really fits the I mood? Do. Don't say ra- don't say it's raining men because we've used that before. Can't blame it on the rain. We've used that before. So, come up with something, and uh, you know, let me know what the votes are in the chat, and the one that. Has the most votes. I'll go to YouTube and grab it. But we're going to be wrapping the show up here in a minute. So uh, I get vote those that we take Sony's idea and we use Batman and have the Batman theme since we all want Batman mask and that's going to be the big announcement at E3. Just saying, Batman's for I don't the want win. a Batman mask. I want Mjolnir. Tough. You get a Batman mask. <laughs> wow. All right, Ashley. Thanks for the call, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Speak to you soon. All right. Tell Thor bye for us. All right, awesome. So with that said, guys, uh, let's go ahead and transition. I've got some emails to get to before we get out of here on this uh, this epic train wreck of a show. The train left the station a long time ago, and unfortunately the train has not arrived to its destination. So let's go ahead and kick it in high gear with some emails. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. All right, this first one comes to us from uh, one of our callers tonight, TM Bronx. And the title, of course, of this particular uh, email, Impact. (laughs) The impact of wrestling on my life has made (laughs) such an impact on my family and friends. Also, the impact that Christian's title loss has made on the IWC is also having an impact on the WWE. TNA name change to impact will further aggravate the impact JJ's dental surgery has had on his impactum wisdom, impacted wisdom teeth. Bin Laden's sack being chewed on the sharks has had an impact on the world, almost as if the comet had impacted the earth. <laughs> Great show, JJ. Your impact on the Wrestling Radio Awards in January has made me proud and has impacted my feelings about you. You do the same thing over again, Bronx. Come on. About internet radio. Also, it's fucked up that your head was impacted with a stop sign when you were wrestling. Yeah, that is true. You banning me before has a profound impact in the chat room and has impacted my job as a mod as well. I'm also disturbed by testicles impacting Orlando Jordan's butt cheeks. Well, so are other people. This show has caused an impact on my sanity. Thanks a lot. Sincerely, TM Impact. I counted 18. I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, Curly, only do Curly's three, dead. please. Curly's dead. <laughs> just, do de- just, do th- just do three, Curly. Please. Wait a second. Let me get the bottle. <laughs> uh, Curly, before you do that, can you sign over headlocks to headlines to me real quick before you actually do this? Or sign it to JJ. Sign it to JJ. Well, you say that. Never mind. Yeah, you say that. Never mind. Uh, we have another email from Acer. Hey, yo. Why, WWE? Why? Hey, yo, Jeff. JJ. This is Ace of Aces Acer. I want to email you something about the short title reign of Christian Cage. A two-day title reign for real or a five-day kayfabe style for SmackDown. Here's my five cents on the situation and what I think. To me, though, it really sucks Christian got a very short title reign after winning his first major World Heavyweight Championship in the WWE. 
I'm a big fan of his. I'm not sure what WWE headquarters, um, the creative team, were thinking, but this is a disgrace to Captain Charisma and all of the peeps out there. I know for a fact that most of the IWC and even our own SNS family are rioting in the BS. I guess WWE officials and Vincent McMahon don't trust in him carrying the SmackDown main event. Why can't they give him some chances to carry a good, decent title run? If they aren't high on him, maybe have him in a World Heavyweight Championship match at the next pay-per-view, which is over the limit against Randy Orton, and have Christian lose it to Randy and have him win it. What do you think of the situation overall? Do you think the WWE should give Christian a chance to run with the ball? Hell, I guess Christian had it a bit long, uh, longer title reign beating out Dolph Ziggler, right? Also, do you think Zack Ryder, of all people, should at least appear on television and have matches on a daily basis uh, on the WWE flagship show? Why do you think him having a weekly in-ring segment, do you think it would work well for him, considering his internet YouTube show, Z, True Long Island Story, and how his videos are garnering like over 1 million views every week? By the way, your SNS programming each and every week are awesome as usual. I personally love it very much. Keep up what you do. Also, Crelly, Chris Kelly, is the man that delivers these past and future interviews when he books them successfully. And having these guests on the show is a plus to have and for people to listen to. People, please give props to him. He works very hard, and he is definitely the special British foreign kid of the entire Sunday Night Showdown radio network. Plus, he has the standing room, sitting rooms that he has in his place. I'm sure he's enjoying them in awe. That's all for now. I'll keep in touch with you guys later on to see if I have anything more to say. Hope you guys like my email. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it, bros. Hope my email made an impact. Sincerely, Acer. Uh, JJ, do you mind if I jump in right quick before you start on your, your opinion on this? Go ahead. Um, the, the, whole, the whole Christian thing, I really do think that uh, this is... This will be. This is much, much more of a, a storyline. Uh, Chris Jericho even said on his Twitter apparently that um, this might be the beginning of a bigger storyline if people stand back and take a look. So I mean, this could be something that they're looking at prolonging. I mean, this we got SummerSlam coming up in August, and I mean, we could see a few that pulls it out till then. Um, we could see Edge come out and say, "Hey, what happened? Was your head not in the game here?" And we could see Christian turn on edge and start his heel run. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but, I mean, they're definitely looking at um, – this definitely appears to be a longer feud in, in the works. And then on the Zack Ryder thing, I know he's got a YouTube show. I've, I've, I've never seen it. I should take a look at it because everybody says it's hilarious. But I really think that's WWE's way of giving him something to do that, since they don't have anything for him to do in the ring. They give him the chance to do that. I think that's what WWE is basically doing. They're giving him the chance to do the YouTube videos because usually they kind of pull the reins back with people who are doing that stuff. I mean, Matt Hardy, when he started doing his videos, WWE told him to stop. And now Zack Ryder's out there doing them, and he's been doing them for weeks. I mean, there's basically WWE saying, hey, you know what? Go do these videos. We're fine with you doing them. Um, we don't really have a storyline for you right now. So, I mean, we could see a storyline come from the videos itself. He could trash talk somebody, or he could come out and help the next person, and they, they start appearing on his shows with him. I mean, I don't know. 
Um, I think, but I think WWE is behind the uh, the Zack Ryder show. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, it, you you make a good point. I I mean, I just think that realistically, they just don't have anything for the guy, and he's creative enough to go out and do his own thing. And I mean, since he's done it now, I think Kurt Hawkins is trying to do something like that. So a lot of people are trying to, you know, they see the idea and it's like, hey, I think I'm going to do that too. But uh, I don't think WWE has any, any whatsoever input on him doing this stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I, like I said, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what he talks about. I should probably take a look because I'm really am kind of curious. Watch it. It he, basically is one big pot shot at the WWE. Oh, there's one show where he's trying to get over a fence and someone goes to him, Hey, Zach, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to get over. And there's also one where he's getting pushed on the knee and he goes, No one pushes Zach Ryder. No one ever pushes Zach Ryder. So I don't think WWE uh, saying what he says, what he does. I think it's him being uh, fantastically creative, for sure. WWE don't have He actually sounded sober there, too. So... Well, you know what? Like I said, I, I talked about it earlier. Jericho making that uh, that tweet saying there's something else uh, possibly in the works. Not to you know jump to conclusions. Here's the thing. Uh, again, if it is a heel turn for Christian, I think he's going to be more over as a heel. I mean, granted, uh, I've always liked his stuff better as a heel. So I think it could be an interesting program if they put him in a heel situation against a guy like Randy Orton. So we'll just have to see how that translates. But uh, that's just my two cents. We do have one final email before we wrap things up. And I did just pull a song of the night, and I think it's relevant to uh, what's been going on tonight. So um, we'll go with this one. But uh, <laughs> this one comes to us from L-Train. Um, Crelly is going to hate the word impact for the rest of his life after tonight. Great show tonight. Peace, L-Train. P.S. Impact. One for the road. <laughs> Speaking of that show that starts with I, it wasn't actually a bad show. I, I watched it yesterday. Like, TNA is like, it's not a bad show, it's just that the creative is terrible. I mean, it's not bad. And, uh, of course, everyone's ever read the spoilers. But, I don't know. I, I just think they need to fix a few things. And it could, if they have it be basically about wrestling only, kind of a bit like Ring of Honor. Be fantastic because that, that's what we need. We need a wrestling show on TV. We have Ring of Honor, but that's not on TV. WWE is now entertainment. So if, if TNA go into this wrestling, um, wrestling based, like fully wrestling based program, it'd be great for fans because we actually proper have proper. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm this. Then we have good uh, a good wrestling show week in week out. Well, oh, I, I do want to say this. I, I thought tonight's SmackDown was a fantastic show. I mean, I had no complaints other than the fact that, you know, yeah, there's the there's the people that are pissed off about, you know, Christian losing the belt. But it was a very wrestling-heavy show. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, entertainment-based segments tonight. So I was very happy with the show tonight. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what SmackDown does in the near future. Now that Randy Orton is the champ, we'll see what uh, what develops for him. But on that note, I guess on behalf, uh, I would play Happy Trails, but I'm not going to tonight. On behalf of the, uh, the fucking foreign kid, Crelly, who uh, has done a fantastic job on the show tonight, being inebriated, uh, you know, he brought, his a, he brought his A game tonight. And that's all I can really ask for someone who's been partying all damn day. 
So, uh, <laughs> good job. I'm glad that you, uh, you know, made an impactful appearance on I the think program. I think chat would prefer if I got drunk every single show. It seems like I'm funny when I'm drunk. Who knows? That might be my new... I might have to steal a trade old gimmick and just get pissed every single show and see how it turns out. See how people enjoy it. The fun. chat room is actually calling this episode uncorked. <laughs> so. so, Sean, any final words? Uh, impact. As always, there's only three simple letters with a number. Unplugged for life, U4L. Half of the foreign kid, Crelly. On behalf of the sensational sequel, Sean, I, of course, am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. And, uh, guys, you've just been unplugged.
Crilly, why are all these beer bottles in the sitting room? What is all this? Oh, 